What up, Whiskey Ginger fans? Welcome back to the show. If it's your first time joining us, welcome to the show. If you're on YouTube, click uh, subscribe, hit the notification bell. We post every single Friday, all right? That's where we'll be. Um, if you are looking for more content in the Whiskey Ginger world, go to patreon.com slash whiskeygingerpodcast. That's where uh, the old Red Rocket does the solo Cheeto chats. That's where I do my solo pod over there. Uh, we don't post it over here anymore. We post it on the Patreon. Uh, we also do Zooms for the top tiers, a bunch of other cool stuff. So go to patreon.com slash whiskeygingerpodcast. It's probably right there below me. Um, and if you're looking for merch, go to andrewsantinostore.com. We got hats and shirts and rocks, glasses, and all the good stuff that you need. If you look down below, if you're on YouTube, you see the merch bar. There's all sorts of the clothes that you can click on down there. And get yourself a shirt for yourself or someone that you love. Um, uh, my guest this week is Trixie Mattel. So funny, so cool. Uh, absolutely loved having her on the show. Uh, she was incredible. And uh, just a uh, just a little heads up, we talk about Larry King. And sadly, Larry King passed away after we had recorded this podcast. So it was a bummer. We miss him. We love him. Larry was the best. And uh, we showed him some love on the episode. All right, enough rambling from me. Let's go to the episode. In here, we pour whiskey, whiskey. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard! Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me five dollars for the whiskey and seventy-five dollars for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger, I like gingers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean it once again today. It's Trixie Mattel. All right. Oh, look at this. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Cheers. Yes, um, cheers. Trixie, of course, is not drinking the traditional Whiskey Ginger. You're having a, a I'm Trixie having gin, some gin. gin. Yeah, you're having a gin. I'm just thrilled about it. I haven't been drinking really, and I've been like waiting for this moment. Why? Are you taking off? Are you taking off for a reason or not? Health. Health and weight loss? Yeah. Weight loss. That one I care about. The health I part. call myself the skinny legend. I got to live up to it. You know what I mean? You are the skinny legend, huh? Is that your... Is that a... That uh, is so good. Is it worth it? People hate gin. We Why? Wrote about, we wrote about this in the book, in Trixie and Kaji's Guide to Modern Womanhood, mm-hmm. New York Times bestseller. It was uh, <laughs> a chapter, and I got to read a lot about gin, and people hate it because they say it tastes like toothpaste or whatever. Huh. But it's made to taste like juniper and flowers. I'm it tastes like flowers you, to you drink me. it and think of flowers... You taste flowers. Yeah, no, I taste, when I taste it, it tastes like, um, yeah, the outside. It tastes like the outdoors. Yeah. What does this taste like to you? You don't like whiskey. I, I used to like whiskey. Yeah. I used to like whiskey. Yeah. It was, whiskey, I'm just going to say it, my system. No good. It's a lot of bathroom breaks the next You're, day. Uh, yes, It's yes, a yes. lot of, yeah, it's a lot of uh, surprise. Hey, you're going to the bathroom now. Hey, you're going to yeah. shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what and this, this is, is called. More, and the brown liquor is more complex, harder to break down. Right. Sometimes deeper hangovers. Yep. And sometimes the dark liquor is, I find that I can't really tell how drunk I am. Re- oh, see, I know. See, those sneak up on me way more. I think really? light, li- light liquors to me, like whenever I do like like Blanco tequila or vodka, mm-hmm. um, it's forget about it. I have six of them. And then I just realize. Well, you should also know I had six of them. Yeah, that I know. should be like I know, but I like I like it. I don't listen, I don't blame you. This is fabulous. Oh, yeah, and it's ice cold, you guys. When I tell you, I don't know if they know that you really have this little bar over here. I have here a nice little bar set up. You do it all. Yeah. Well, you know, I try to appease my guests, and when you said you were coming by, I was so excited because oh. look, I'm a fan. You look great, by the way. You know, you're I, looking really nice. Thank you. I and really you smelled to... good for me. They can't smell you, but you smell good for me. Thank you. I really yeah. I wear so much perfume all the time. I what really can't smell any of it. This is Turquatic from Mac. It's pretty cheap. 
Oh, it is? Yeah, it's unisex. That smells like an expensive perfume. No, it's unisex. It's like 25 bucks. Get into that. Let me see. But wait, uh, let me... Let I, me... They say unisex. I would say that the people who are unisex wearing that I don't know. This gay. could be unisex. <laughs> yeah. It could be gay unisex. It's pretty gay. Yeah. yeah. It's not... No, you know what it is? It's like... Um, it's just super floral. It's extremely floral. I don't know how to pick cologne. How do I pick cologne? When, when guys... When guys wear too much cologne, it's annoying. And I then like it. You do? Yes. Like, I don't want to generalize. When they're, like, overtly just because that thing? Oh, yeah? In the hair? The hair is a lot. But, but I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen, I've it, seen it, I've seen the hair. I will say I've dated some guys who are, um, let's just say that I think that Latino guys are usually more aware of being clean than any other type of guy. Yeah, well, I mean, in they, the good way, they always they smell like always laundry. Smell good, yeah, they do. Laundry, cologne, shower, yeah. you, mouthwash, the full thing. Yeah, and like when you smell someone coming before you see them, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. But then again, I work with drag queens. You know, some of the drag queens lip sync and they take the money, yeah. like I used to back yeah, in the day, yeah. and they'll spray the hands. So when you take the money from the people, you get the uh, Muppets 4D. Oh, that's experience. Hot. Okay, let me. I have so many things I want to talk to you about, but let me start here because you reminded me one of my favorite bars of all time. My buddy Drew took me, I don't know, seven years ago maybe because uh, we shot a tremendously terrible pilot together um, called <laughs> How I Met Your Father, the spinoff for How I Met Your Mother. Oh. Yeah. You want to talk about bad ideas, that was one of Not them. Not a great idea. So Drew was my husband on the show and uh, it never took off. Also, CBS didn't want us to kiss. You played a gay. I played a gay. Well, I'm not. And this is pre PC police. I couldn't do it today. I they would say they should have given that to a gay guy, and I understand. Drew is gay, so maybe one half. Is that okay or no? I am kind of controversial in that Uh, I always feel like the storytelling matters. If it's the right person to portray that gay person in a way that is right for the character, that matters. See, thank you. I personally don't mind if if a straight plays a gay. I don't, but I know that not everyone feels that way. I know, but you, but, but because but, gay people play straight people and that all the doesn't time. bother me either. All the time. I have a bunch of friends that play straights all the time. Can you tell the story in a way that makes the audience feel for it? That's yeah. what matters to me. But look, I, if you can find a gay that looks as uh, vibrantly bright orange as I, then do it. There's a few. There's a few. But are they as good as me? Well, we know they're not breeding. See, yeah, well, That's a can't. dying hair color. I know. I know when it should be, really. Nobody, I don't think so. Really? You like it? Yeah. Who doesn't? Who's watching this right now? Yeah. Is they're like, here's that ginger fuck again. <laughs> Every week he I'm refuses sure that, to color well, his hair. YouTube is filled with people. YouTube specifically is filled with... My audio listeners, no, but YouTube is filled with people that just want to hate. They, I think people hate watch more than anything else. Some, some, not all of them, but so many fans, I think, people like to just criticize. Like you're going to get, I mean, Are you that kidding? outfit... It's good. It's going to get criticized. Oh, it's going to get criticized. It's also going to be, I mean, anytime I come in front of people who aren't like, you know, I'm going to get like, <laughs> what kind of kill it with fire is another good one. Yeah. Um, like th- this is what the, this is the future liberals want. Like anything like that. Will you hi to you people mid typing? They just looked up from their keyboard. Like, yeah. But it doesn't bother me. I didn't start doing drag because I wanted everyone to like me. Yeah. Well, I love drag. I'm, I like. I think I have like a little baby obsession. I'm not like crazy about it. But let me get back. Let me finish this because I get my stupid brain. So there's a bar called Plaza that's on La Brea. Do you know Plaza? Of course I've been to okay. Plaza. Okay. So, so I love I can't Plaza. I have all the bars for you to say I loved. Plaza is my favorite. No offense, Plaza. I can't believe you just. Oh, said I love Plaza. it so much. Plaza, shout out. You're the best. You know why? Because We're going it's, to Plaza. it's grimy. It's dirty. It's oh, yeah. unsafe. Oh yeah. Okay, it's so like not in the neighborhood. No, I love that. If you walked in, you wouldn't really know it's a gay bar. No, in it fact, looks it, like a 
a, a multifunction room at a hotel or something. It, it looks like a yeah, conference room. It looks yeah. like yeah. And a conference room from like, you know, uh like a America's best, you know, like one of those best Western offshoots, yes. like the long stays. It's sad. It's got linoleum floors. It's got popcorn ceilings. <laughs> it's popcorn ceilings. Staff that even when you're the only customer, they're annoyed you're there. They're pissed. They're so mad. And I've never, and I love the drag queens there. They're always very nice to me when I go because, you know, they recognize me and they're like, thank you for coming. Yeah. And I'm watching, I'm clapping, I'm tipping. Me and my friends go and we go because we know we're going to be like, Maybe the only ten people there. Yeah, there's, no, there's but usually it's a nobody. Really there. fun place to go with the group yeah. and not be elbow to elbow. Yeah. And if you want to watch a drag show where there's drag queens who maybe don't look like the celebrity, <laughs> maybe aren't that body type or nope. age group nope. or even close. Nope. nope. If you want to go see like a like a Lady Gaga impersonator who's literally still doing like poker face. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. where to go. That's like, why I love it. <laughs> Because it's like retro, it's like retro, and they're not trying to be anything else. Like, they know that it's way behind the times, but I think they're just okay with it. Also, I love that you can haggle for booze there. That's my favorite thing, is when you go to the bar, do you not know this? No, I'm the fool paying full price. Don't ever do that. I was taught by someone that goes all the time. He was like, he was like... The, I said, can I just get a, uh, I was ordering for the table, so-and-so, so-and-so, and then whatever. And then he says how much it was. And the guy was like, no, no, no. He goes, this is four, that's three, that's six. And he was like, okay, okay, fine. And I was like, wait, really? He's like, yeah, you can kind of just haggle and decide what you want it to be. I was like, what? no way. Okay, let me just say it. So I, I haggle when bar, I go. There's no haggling. <laughs> it's a $17 drink. Do you mm-hmm. want it or not? Yeah, but they're, they're well, well. When you ask for like a vodka soda, it's not vodka. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's hand sanitizer. That's yeah, so exactly right. Yeah, it's runoff. It's a, have you ever taken a match, like a beer match? Uh, wait, a bar match shot? Do you know no, what that is? what is that? Okay, this maybe is a little Midwest showing, so I thought you might know. Uh, you know, the bartenders make the drinks on the bar mats, right? The oh, mats. oh, and the drip. Yeah, the drip from they'll, the mats. You pay like a dollar, and mm-hmm. they'll pour what's left into a drink, and yes. that's your drink. So I've heard, I've heard it called a trough. That's what I've called the trough drinks. Like, uh, yeah, whatever they scoop out of that nasty drip mats. Uh, I've never taken that. I've seen it done many a times by people who are braver than I. I would never. You've done it. Uh, I I've, buck up and admit I it. I think I've have. done it. If if it's there in a bar, I've done it. Yeah. You know, and in the Midwest, alcoholism isn't enough. We need no. to put a hat on a hat. So right. there's the ski shots. I love shot skis. Shot skis. Yeah. Um. You know, anything. So we do this thing in Chicago called. Do you have you ever gotten somebody buy you a shot of Malort? Do you know what that is? Uh, no. Oh, God. So Malort is kind of an inside joke in Chicago. It's kind of a fierce drag name. Yeah. Malort? Can I be Malort? Can <laughs> yes, I be... this is Malort. I want you to make me uh, make up my drag character later, and we'll have to try we it We gotta do something red yeah. related or I could be. Related. I could be Malort. Oh, we have to be a... Gin- it's gotta be like uh But do you know about Ginger Minge? Yes. Yeah, there's a yeah. drag queen Ginger Minge. Ginger Minge, yeah. So, I mean, you do... But have... I can't compete, you know what I mean? I don't wanna... Don't wanna start some beef. You could take her. She's like 5'2". I know, Knock but maybe she has low blood sugar. You never <laughs> <laughs> just push her over. You're like she has type two diabetes. Yeah, she's, really she's, be fine. she's on limit. She's on borrowed time. Maybe you can be the new ginger minge. Oh god, would that be great? Yeah, or but like... but let me say this: the fernet. Or, I mean, sorry, Malort is this drink uh, that people buy for other people in Chicago as like a you know welcome to Chicago type of thing. Okay, so like out of towners get it bought all the time because they're like you gotta have Malort. It's a Chicago tradition. I mean try it one time but it's battery acid fucked a pine needle it's the most it's the most repulsive but really but it's like a mean fun shot to give somebody like it's 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 it 
It's like a, it's like showing love, but it's dog shit. It's gross. I've done some gross things with alcohol. I mean, um, when you go to Newfoundland, have you ever toured Newfoundland? Never. Okay. When you go to Newfoundland in Canada, they do something called screeching. No. You get screeched, which is when they uh, bring you to a bar. The bar sings a song. Uh, they put a rain, ho- or a yellow rain hat on you. They bring out a, a fucking dead fish, a raw fish, mm. and they make you take a shot of this rotted liquid and kiss the fish on the mouth. That's hot though. That's fun. And I also like uh, Fireball like kind of came out when I was doing like local club shows and Fireball was one of the first uh, brands to like start reaching out to local drag shows and go like, can we pay you? to talk about our booze in the show. Right. And, you know, my shows, we went from having no pay because the bar wouldn't give us money to the brands being like, can we give you money to talk about the booze? We're like, yes, please, you can pay us in booze, right? Right, right. So then it would be like us because Fireball was our sponsor. Yeah. We had Fireball. Yeah, oh my God, yes. And it was like, you know, Fireball's a little... That'll clean you out, you yeah. know. Oh it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the drink we got for free, so it'd be drag queens having like Fireball on the rocks, being like, "Are we rich? <laughs> this is free." Fireball on the rocks. Fireball is uh, it's the coffee of whiskeys. It's like it's, it's like cinnamon syrup. Yeah, yeah. It's not, and then your insides will flush it out almost immediately. The the class version of that, I mean, Jack Fire, I think, is a little better. I've never I've never had it. Oh, I've Jack had the, I've had the re- what's the Red Stag, or that's the Jim Beam has one that's like similar to that. Everyone copied Fireball. I don't even know how Fireball became so the part song. of the culture. The song, yeah, Fireball. I must because honestly, it became like a an every every person thing, and I was like, why is no one really likes this? Right? You just no drink one, it because it's a thing. That well, no one hates it. That's true. I guess that's it. Versus like if you have a group of people like I drink shots of gin, which I know people find a lot. It's really? A that's a good. That's a fun shot. Well, it's because I drink gin, so I'm not trying to like. Sure, let's do shots. I'll have whiskey. That's too much. Mm-hmm. You know. And how old are you? Thirty-seven. I'm thirty-one, and okay. I already feel like the two drink, the the five drink hangover is a two drink hangover now. Is a you know it's what I mean? Where it gets and it continues to it's get. It's advancing worse. on you at all times. So wait a minute. When did you? When you said you wanted to stop drinking, how long has this been since you had a drink? Oh. I mean, not that serious. Forty-eight maybe. hours. No, no, like a week and a half, maybe. Okay. But I mean, for a drag queen, that might as well be a lifetime. That is a lifetime. We live on it. We I can't. On it. I haven't taken. I've taken a couple of breaks in my life, but the longest I've ever gone is maybe three months. It was like two and a half months. What's the longest you've done? Uh, two months maybe. Yeah, max. Yeah. It's hard, right? It's hard, and I don't know. I don't want to blame my upbringing, but I'm from Milwaukee, which is like yeah, it's you wake down. up and they, you know, it's like Michael Jackson propothal. Like they put you to bed <laughs> with an IV of like lager. Yeah. So I don't know. Did you it, drink beer when you were that when you were living in the no, Midwest? No. Too many calories. Yeah, it's gross. No. Um. Yeah. Do you have a, Do you have Usual Wines as a sponsor here? No. Who's that? Oh, they have a wine that as on our podcast, Bald and the Beautiful. Um. It's Usual Wines, 86, uh, 86 calories a glass of wine. I'm like, that's my speed. Wait. Because I guess I always try to stay thin. 86 calories in a glass? Yeah. There's no way that's possible. It's possible. It's less than White Claw. But how? I'm on your show doing ads for usual I know, wines freelance. <laughs> but I mean, 86 calories. I mean, that's why I like White Claw. And that's why, honestly, like Willem. Do you know Willem, the drag queen? No. She taught me like mixer. She's like, she's very blunt. She's like, I know you just got on TV. Mixer makes you fat. Stop doing mixed drinks and only do shots. So then for a while I was only doing shots (laughs) Yeah. because I told myself, well, at least I can count how many drinks I've had versus a, let me tell you guys, a gay bar pour is different than a straight bar pour. What do you mean? Gay bars are like automatic doubles. Sure. Or more. Yeah. They'll do the double and they'll do a little runoff. 
Not to mention, I'm from Milwaukee, which is like yeah. that's the land of three dollar Long Islands. Buy one, get one free. Like right. they just want you to. They don't. They don't want you to be a return customer. They want you to go home dead. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's also the state that aren't you allowed to drink under twenty one if you're with a parent? With you're with the parent. That's so great. So if like your dad's at the bar and you're eighteen, you're graduating from high school. It's like this is my son. Get him a drink. What and if they, this is great. That was the one thing about Wisconsin. Had so many things. I was like, well, they just beat <laughs> us on being like cool. It was just there was things about Wisconsin like that. Like we used to go to the Dells when I was a kid. I loved the Dells. Yeah. I was obsessed. With, we would go up there and go. The Dells is cool. All the lakes. I just think like they got it when they were like, people are going to party. Might as well let them party with their family. If you could go to a local bar with your dad and have a drink with your mom or your dad, what's the harm? They're going to get you home anyway. So like, I was always like, why can't we do that? But it's also because Wisconsin, you know, Wisconsin. They live on their baby, own law. Yeah, baby in the bathwater a little bit because it's like, I mean, the. F- I remember there was an article a few years ago. It was like the twenty drunkest cities in the United States. 14 of them were in Wisconsin. <laughs> and like 10 of those were rural, yeah. not even big cities. Well, there was that woman. Schwabenam, Wisconsin, number two or something like <laughs> yeah. that. We're like, what? There was that woman. There was that woman in Wisconsin years ago. There is no DUI limit there, right? Like you don't have a three strikes law. Like California, three strikes and you're, it's over forever. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I know uh, bartenders with DUIs in Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> well, though, de- I know bartenders. Because I, I, I think the law, was, they, they now enacted something that's Wisconsin has like a limit to how many times you can get a DWI or whatever they, whatever you, they call it. But there was a woman at one time that had like 14 or 15 driving under the influences or driving while intoxicated and never served a day in jail or prison. She just kept getting out. You know, you, she's trying to get to work. She's yeah, got and stuff she's just got to get home. You know, yeah. you got to feed the kids, have groceries. The milk is going to get warm. I will say now in the age of Uber, like by the time I was drinking age, Uber existed. There's never been a reason for me to get behind the wheel. Okay, right. So I'm a little bit older. And when I was in college, I Do never... Do you think back and have any like, ooh, that was a scary night. I should not have driven. Honestly? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about it. I have. I, in fact, I'll tell one. He's driving me home today. I'm I just am. Kidding. I am. No, I am. Uh, I, I had uh, on a moped. I had. Could a, you imagine me on a moped in this wig? Me and you together on a moped cruising back down over the hill would be hilarious to me. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. Just a little horn. Pee me. Pee me. I've had a few moments, only like one or two genuine moments where I was like, that shouldn't have. That shouldn't have been. And I don't know if I've told that story on the podcast before, but I was down in Orange County doing shows. Um, and Dana Point, and um, but if you kill someone, it's just someone from Orange County. Well, that's what I was thinking. It's not right? a good person because I'll sober up by the time I hit L.A. County. Yeah. So I get in this. I get in this. Uh, people after the show, I get into talking to all these people, and this girl is hitting on me, um, like over. It was like too much. And then this guy who's sitting right next to us the whole time is like, "Oh, you know, my girl's all over you." And I was like, "Oh, dude, I'm not. You know, she's too a little too drunk." He's like, oh, you know, you can have her. I don't care. I'm oh. like, no, I'm good. I'm good. He's like, well, what you should do, you should come party with us. And I was like, no, nah, I don't know, man. And then I kept having a few of these. And I sh- you know, shouldn't have because I was going to drive home that night. It was a bunch of military kids down there. So they go, we're going to this party. It's like right over there. It's like, oh, all right. I go to this thing with them. It's like a get together. A fight breaks out. And I'm like, oh, fuck this. I'm out of here. Like, I'm not dealing with this bullshit. I don't know these guys. I get in at the time my girlfriend's car, not my car. I get in my girlfriend's car. Oh, my God. I start to fucking drive out of this. The cops have already been called. I get pulled over by a cop. A guy, Did you get a, DUI? a guy and a girl cop get out of the car. The guy's giving me a ton of shit. The woman, for some reason, the female cop is being so nice to me. I don't even know why, but she was just being nice to me. And I was telling her the truth. I was like, if I she broke out. Dave. She watches Dave. She this, preemptively this is, she knew, imagined yeah. she you'd knew. be on a show, Dave. This yeah. was so long ago. And she was just like, I was like, hey, man, I'm a, I'm a local comedian. I got paid 17 bucks to come down here. Like, I'm just trying to get home. And she was like, just sit. We'll figure all this shit out. 
and he's like, you know, he keeps going, make, make him blow to, to this other cop. He's like, make him fucking blow. And I'm rolling my eyes. Like if I blow, I'm done. I'm going, that's it. Federal prison. I'm gone. Yeah, I'm gone. And he goes up to talk to all these people that are in this fight. And she's kind of talking to me and she's like, um, you know, were you seriously involved in any of this shit? Like, are you just trying to get away from this stuff? Cause you know, I'll find out. Oh, so they were coming for the fight. Yes. And I was like, oh. no, I was like, no, I was like, no, no, no. I'd have nothing to do with this shit. Da, 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 da. I was, was also, I'm sure they got called cause there was ruckus going like people were throwing a party in like a courtyard of an apartment complex. And I was like, no, I have nothing to do with it. I promise. Yada, yada, yada. 10, 15 minutes goes by and I'm just making wishes to the universe to let me go. And she's just like bargaining with God. She go, yes, yes. And I owe him her it. And I said, uh, I said, Hey, I, you know, whatever it's going to take to not get me to, you know, Get, a, get busted for a DUI, I'll do. And she goes, okay, how about this? I'm going to tow your car, okay? But you have to stay here tonight. You know what I mean? You have to stay somewhere down here. You will be here. sleeping in that parking lot. Figure it out for yourself. And, I, and she goes, if, so it's either you have, to take a, you have to blow and take the test or I'm going to tow your car right now and you just have to figure out how you're going to stay here. No. I think that's pretty lucky. It was a great fucking deal. People I, do like gingers. Yes, they do. The other well, guy was like, make them blow the yeah, fucking make, Yeah, ginger. well, he hated me. He just right away, he was like, you think, he's like, you think you're getting away? I was like, I'm not, I just want to go I home. I can't believe you told me you were a comedian. That is so inflammatory. Well, it was you know, so everybody's stupid Everybody's like, too. oh, you think you're funny? Yeah, joke your way out of this one, funny right, guy. exactly. She was just so nice. I just was honest. I was like, dude, I just did a bar show for $17. And a you know and a chicken sandwich. I just want to go home. Like I have nothing to. I I shouldn't be here anyway. I should have been home already. I'm with a bunch of drunk army kids. For some reason, she found it in her heart. So shout out to that Orange County cop. I don't know where she is. She got fired for that. They fired, <laughs> they, fired they fired her immediately. Federal prison. Yeah, she's dead now. But I had a few. But I knew I, when I started driving anyway. Before I left the apartment complex, I knew I shouldn't have been. Little did she know you had two cars. I did. You got in your Miata mm-hmm. and you tore down the street. <laughs> Bye. I was in my Geo Metro and I took off immediately. When, when you do like, do you go to Canada? For I do. Tours? I do. When yeah. you go there and you know, they're very invasive about yeah. immigration. Do you tell them you do comedy? And what do they say? No, I don't. I'm here for, I'm here for a job is what I say at the border. And they say, what job? And I say, I'm working uh, in the entertainment industry. And then they usually give it up at that point. I never say I'm a stand up. Because I used to say I do comedy that because for me, that's the lesser of two evils. Right. Yes, I'm going to like just for laughs. I'll say like I do comedy and then they'll be like, oh, um, or they'll be like, they'll uh, well, if you ever had to open the bag because they've opened my bags and then they find cash and disguises, (laughs) which looks pretty suspicious. Yeah. yeah. They're like, uh, did you rob a bank mid flight? Exactly. Did Did you you rob a bank dressed as Margot Robbie? (laughs) Like. So then I go to, yeah. sometimes I go to, and then I'm like, oh, um, I've learned to now, the people at uh, the immigration, immigration are so yeah. over it. I almost said intervention. <laughs> it the is. people at the intervention, they're like, what do you do? And I go, I'm a drag queen. And they look at me, they're like, you what? And I go, I just get real graphic. I'm like, I put on women's panties and wigs and makeup <laughs> like a sissy. And I get that stamp in two seconds. Yeah, they, yeah. Because they're just like, oh, what if I use the wrong pronoun? Oh, uh, get out of here. Like, scat. <laughs> You know what I mean? They're so scared. Skit scat. Yeah. Skit scat thing. Get out of here. Exactly. You do when you say when you say when you say I'm a drag queen to anyone that asks you like what you do, what your thing is, what's the typical reaction? Well, it depends. Because if it's a woman or a gay guy, yeah. they're like <gasps> Wonderful. Or they know me. Right. And they're like <gasps> But but if they don't know you, uh, if they a, don't it's a non woman and a straight. 
Yeah, I'll get an eye roll sometimes, which I'm like, just let me in the country. I'm yeah. just here to cross dress. <laughs> it's not that deep. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I was trying to like fly under the, I wouldn't be the person they would send to fly under the radar. Right. Me sneaking through an airport with like yeah. big glasses on. Like, but very funny. Oh, bonjour, though. bonjour. You know, like a different person. That might be a great way to. I mean, that's how you would get away with it, right? You don't. You don't want to. You don't want the typical terrorist to go through. You would be a good terrorist. Yeah. I mean, I do look good in orange. Yeah. And stripes. <laughs> yes, so you do. let's do it. Um, tell me this. You have to inform me and and uh, and and you know, fill me in more about like, how did you how did you get into drag? Like, how did you like? What was your like the moment where you're like. It's such a commitment thing for me as a straight white, okay? I know where I sit, all right? I understand who yeah. I am. I know I'm super... You're under, you're under a microscope right now. I know, and I'm stupid, and I... And no, no, my fans know how dumb I am, but... <laughs> They're not here for intellectual conversation. No, no, no. This is, this is Arizona State. Um, but, like, I'm so curious. I've always been curious about... Because I've been fascinated. Like I say, like, I don't discriminate i don't really give a shit most comedians don't no we don't care they don't care but i also like i became kind of infatuated with drag because i was like i just enjoyed partying with with drag queens a lot mm -hmm. because it was like the ripping they, you know what it is it's like the same culture as comedy is like the ripping of each other talking shit and making fun of each other it's that same like lightheartedness that's like nobody really takes themselves that serious yes so it's kind of it's kind of like some people some people do just like in fucking stand ups some of them take themselves too serious. And oh, like, some some drag queens believe they are J Lo. Yeah, I'm sure, and that awesome. Oh, yeah. Hey, and you know what? Good for them. And her name is RuPaul. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, like some drag queens take it very seriously. Like, there's a lot of levels. There's the drag queens who are career drag queens who aren't even that good, but maybe just like hit the pavement. Sure. There's amazing drag queens who are incredible, but honestly, they have a day job. They just want to do like one show a month for fun. Right. And then there's kind of everybody in between. And it's a lot like comedy. I mean, what's funny is I started drag because, I mean, we kind of have a little bit of a crossover because I started drag with the Rocky Horror Picture Show. So I got started wearing wigs and, and stuff with the Midnight Movie crowd. Oh, that's awesome. Which we started showing The Room. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, because I don't know if you know this, but like... All the theaters that show like Rocky Horror or like any of those weird midnight movies, they right. started showing The Room. I did know about that. Well, especially the one that was on, what was the one just on the other side of the freeway on, uh, on not on Westwood. You know, what's that famous one that always showed Rocky Horror? I went there even Here? a few times. Yeah, why can't I think yeah. of the name? There's, there's one on the west side that's right on the other side of the freeway on Santa Monica. And my brain is like not working. But they showed it for years the and years AMC? and years. No, no, no. It's like a little mom and pop. It's a mom and pop. You're like, you're like, is it a landmark theater? Is it a landmark theater? No, it's it's a, is it the mall? it was just like a little mom and pop, but they showed it for years and they also would show the room on like Tuesdays or something like right. that. Right. But right, I know there is that. Uh, it's like a crossover. Yes. And yeah. I remember, uh, so I was doing Rocky, I was 18, I was in college for music and I was playing guitar in, in, in college for music. And then I was doing drag sort of as like my side little fun little, you know, as a repressed gay person from the country, I was like, this is great. An environment where it's midnight and people are throwing popcorn and drunk and I just get to like wear wigs and be disgusting. I mean, this is perfect. Perfect. I get to dress as whatever I want. Right. Not even, I mean, at that point it wasn't even like drag. It was just like, let's get the, the high heels and the uh, Frankenstein mask and throw the glitter on me. Let's go. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it was an environment where like anything goes. And then by the time I was 21, I was, you know, finishing college. I was, my day job was working as a makeup artist at the mall doing makeup on people all day. So then I was, uh, I went to a gay club on my 21st birthday by myself, like a freak in drag. I don't know who would do that. A sociopath. <laughs> but I walked into the bar like, I've arrived. I'm here. You can book me now. I'm 21. <laughs> and here's my card. Just handing your card. Some gay, his name's Matt. I still know him. Walked up to me. He's like, what's your name? 
are you new? Let me introduce you to the drag queens. And they were like, they, you know, and drag queens with jobs, I would say for every hundred drag queens, there's one gig. So a drag queen has been doing drag a while, walking up to you when you're 21 in drag, you'd be like the, I think it's a lot like comedy. Yeah. Where they're like, let's see what you can do. Right. Before I even remember your name. Right, right, right. You know right, what I right. mean? Prove yourself. Prove exactly. yourself. Exactly. Yeah. So then she's like, I'll give you a shot. And I came, you know, the following week or whatever and did a, did a show. And I was like, I did it. This was amazing. And I remember I went and like laid in bed at like 2 a.m. and like stared at the ceiling for hours. And I was like, this is going to be a thing for me. Because like, yeah. this is for me. I don't know what it was about it. I mean, I do know now. But at the time, it was like, there's something powerful in cross-dressing because it's gross and beautiful <laughs> and powerful. Why do you say gross? Because it's the most offensive thing I think there is. It's like, if you think of it as a society that commodifies being masculine, like the more muscular or like whatever you are, yeah, the yeah. More deeper voice, the more dominant that's the better man you are. Sure. And if you're sensitive or short or whatever, you're not. So like when you're doing something like this and you're forfeiting all your privilege to then walk out there and like read the audience to filth and make people laugh, you're ha- it's weird that you you give up all this power in drag, but you gain so all this much. Power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was something there in that equation was like one plus one was three. And it was like, there's something here. And then like years, I mean, I just did dragging clubs, lip syncing all over the Midwest probably for years. And then I did Drag Race, and that was kind of like you know six. Well, six Drag years Race ago was now. like the that that that's like the rock. That's like American down. Idol for Drag Race. It is. It's a it's a huge opportunity. Yeah, it's incredible. And I had just gotten fired at my job at the mall, and I was like, Congrats. "Well, how fun! How fun! I've been fired a lot." Yeah, have you? Oh yeah, I've yeah. been fired four times. Well, why did you get fired from the mall though? Did you do something? No, <laughs> I got fired from the mall because they thought I was stealing. Which I wasn't. Were you stealing? No. And at this point, I would say if I was. Sure. I was not and stealing. And what did they think you were stealing? They thought I was stealing. Um, I guess they had security footage of me. Like somebody was checking out and I was putting hundreds of dollars in makeup products in a bag. And then I guess in conversation, I didn't swipe the card. And they were like, who is that? Is that your friend? And I'm like, no. But it was a Macy's. And at a Macy's, they will fire you like that. Yeah. I mean, they got applicants, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So then I did Drag Race, which was because I had all this free time. And I was like, well... If you have all this free time, you know, I just finished my musical theater degree and it was like, they tell you to just like audition for a job. So I was just like, I guess I'll just audition. I have the time. And then I, um, I mean, I got it and that really opened a lot of doors. That's, that's probably so what wild. most, I mean, for drag queens, that's kind of our, in the entertainment industry, that's kind of our foot in the door. Is that hundred percent. Did you, I've, do you still play music by the way? Yeah. I play all the time. Like when I tour, I tour with the band and everything. You do? Yeah. So this year Barbara came out, um, or in 2020, I mean, yeah, I'm very lucky. All my albums I've charted. That's very lucky. so cool. Yeah, Barbara was on the vinyl charts this year, and I think the rock charts. And then uh, if this comes out next week? Yeah. Oh, uh, Blister in the Sun. I have a cover of Blister in the Sun coming out next Love week. Love Blister in the Sun. Such a good song. Such a good song. Fun fact, that band, the Violent Femmes, they're yep. from Milwaukee, yes. and they got discovered playing guitar outside of the Oriental Theater, which was the landmark theater that I did drag at. So it's a wow. like small world. Yeah, and the... And also, we can't say uh, Oriental Theater anymore. The Asian American Theater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is called yeah, the Oriental Theater. Maybe they should change. They that still name. are. There's. I play. I play. I've already. I've played in Oriental Theater because in every city there's like the same. Maybe I could say it. Maybe you can't. That's exactly right. You're like I'm happy to be here at the Oriental Theater. <laughs> Have you gotten canceled? Uh, we're about to, <laughs> right now. <clears throat> I just you guys didn't up. see before I came on. Yeah, he called me a faggot. I did, and I cried. I did, I did, and I, well, and I said you get back in that seat. That's what I said. You faggot. I, well, yeah. I, I had, to, I have to like give you my demands first. My band is all heterosexual, and sometimes before the Gross. show, I'm like, you know what you should do tonight? You should call me a faggot on stage. Just see how it lands. And they're like, we're not doing that. I'm yeah, like, just do it. <laughs> but I mean, 
I mean, I can't even say, I've been in interviews where I say faggot and it gets bleeped. And I'm like, of all people, yeah. I have three wigs on. Yeah, I, I have the word? I think this should be, I think there should be an allowed. I think it should be allowed. Okay, this this may mean nothing to you, but I'm interested to know your perspective of this. There's there's a professional golfer that just got in trouble, this kid, Justin Thomas, because he said that when he missed a putt. He said faggot? Yes. <laughs> He missed As a little if putt. If we have anything to do with your poor That's, golf, I, I know he misses a putt. You're the one with the weak wrists. He misses the putt, and he, they have not uh, not Mike on his obviously not on his person, but like they have they have mics all over the golf course. Anyway, this made news all over ESPN. Because, are you are you serious? Yeah, this, they just got him. And Polo, <laughs> what a stupid thing Ralph Lauren was the first one to denounce him and took away his sponsor. It's his biggest sponsorship, and they took it away. But I think it's so wild to think that like. He what he what he a word even, to choose in the moment. Yeah, it was that weird. Means he must say it a lot. He says it all the time. He says like it if that if faggot slips out, you say it. Yeah, you, you say, do it. say it. Yeah, you say it. Yeah, he says it. But it was interesting to like because of all the things they catch people saying like athletes, they say you know you they cuss all the all the fucking time. Like every time they have mics on people, I'm always like, why do you mic this guy? There was a, a clip that I put up. Uh, they were miking baseball players in the summer, and they say the filthiest shit when they're out there together. Yeah. I was like, you're, all, all you're doing is setting these guys up to say something they shouldn't be saying. But they mic this, they mic the, you know, whatever around the golf course, around the green. And he said it after he missed a putt. And within seconds, he got dropped by like all of his sponsors. I was like, wow, the speediness of it today is is wild. Oh, even for us. When people Dry say, even. so like, when people say it, are you, how does it make you, like when, when that, when you know like that happens, how do you feel? About, like, what does that make you feel? Well, I wouldn't say I'm a good like barometer. Uh, yes, because of doing comedy. Yeah, you know, like when people hated Kevin Hart for that homophobic joke. Oh, right, right, to right. To right, me, right. With the, I the love Kevin Hart. Yeah. One joke doesn't spoil a special to me. Like, sure, I can take a lot. Sure, you know when Sarah Silverman has said like faggot, I think is over. Do I think she hates gay people? No. So context. She might. She might. <laughs> uh, context and intention is kind of everything. Yeah, that's I've said that a thousand times. It means so, so much. That's. I never, I mean, I don't really ever. Well, you called me the N-word when you got out of the car. <laughs> was the first thing you said when you got out of the car. I was nice. Like, I was like, Trixie, I said, yeah, nice, nice to meet you. Yeah. Yes, you said, said nice. nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as you got out Because, you know, of the car. I've done things like roasts where like, I don't know, have you ever done a roast? I've never done a, I, well, I've done a, not in, like, not anything, not Friars Club or anything formal. I've done You've roasts. You've done like a spit roast. Yes. Like two, yeah, women yes. and another yes, guy. Yes, 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 yeah. 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 I've done like roasts where things maybe get taken out of context, but ultimately it's like, I don't know, like if I was watching, God, if I'm watching a golf tournament, by the way, I've got other issues. Like you've got other issues. Yeah, it's not your thing. If I hear him hit it and go, bang it. I mean, it did make me laugh. laugh. It made me laugh because I I I was like, I would laugh. I was like, what did he say? Yeah. It is. Also, it's like gay people kind of have bigger fish to fry. Like up until a few days ago, we literally were, you know. Under legislation that would probably eventually barely recognize us as people. Which is so. crazy you say that because I know you texted me before this. You said, I don't want to talk about it, but I, I voted for Trump. And that's what you said. And I said, okay, well, you feel how you feel. Yeah, I said, that's who I voted for, and I don't want to discuss it. <laughs> and I'm sorry to bring it up on camera, but it is what it well, is. Well, we're know? very, you know, Trump and I have a lot in common. You know, uh, big fake blonde hair. Yes. A lot of bronzer. Yes. Um, very polarizing very polarizing huge houses well used to you know we were just talking uh (laughs) i wonder what he's gonna do he's gonna have the best time of his life he's gonna parlay this into a media empire what do you mean this is like when people like the idea that like i think the celebration of biden getting getting in is going to be eclipsed you think this guy's gonna go away that's when everybody said i'm like are you nuts well he's gonna use this socials he'll he'll really go away maybe but if he loses socials i mean no networks will ever use him again like no 
Maxwell. You think? Yes. What do you mean they love? They love that. Like, how could they not? That's like the cash cow. I swear for to that. God, if I'm on the Fox lot and I'm in a golf cart and I see him, I'm swerving. I'm, I'm, I'm taking. <laughs> I'm going to prison for America as the uh, drag queen who ran him over. I want uh, just. I just want to. I just want to know. Late at night, when he's up at like four thirty, you know he's up at like three, four, five in the morning, and he's tweeting. I just want to know like what's really spinning in his head. It's I'm yeah. so I wish I could see inside of that head because it's like when what whenever have we had any sort of powerful political person ever be that involved with the internet? Never, right? Never. Like Obama, Obama maybe was Obama would post like a dog picture. Yeah, but I loved and I loved his dog, which was yeah. which was named. Ulysses? I have no idea. <laughs> it was Robert, Robert E. Lee after the great General Robert. No, I'm kidding. Was, <laughs> I totally believe you. No, it was Bo. His dog's name was Bo. You know, Trump was the first first president in. He was he was in a, over a century that didn't have a dog in the White House. I love that. Do you have a dog? No. See, I I, I love dogs. I got stuff going on. I love dogs. You're too busy for dogs. I got stuff going on. You are, huh? I got the makeup company. I got the pod. I got the YouTube. I got the, you know, I got stuff going on. Uh. I can barely get this together for this at this moment. No, no, you did a great job. You did. No, no, you did. You did a wonderful job and you did get together in a crunch amount of time because I I said, do you want a car now? And you said, yes, send my car. You said, send my car, slut. That's what you said to me. I sure did. And I said, you got it, baby. And I, well, you know what I said? Because I just did good for you with Whitney. Yeah. And you right? Don't watch that. Boo her. I love her. And she was, um, you text me, do you want to do the pod? And I think I said, Cummings sent me an SUV. What do you got? Yeah. And I thought you might counter with like a a helicopter. I tried. Uber helicopter isn't working right now. Yeah. You know? It, it, but I really did want to send you something. I was going to pick you up in an Amazon drone, but they're just not available at this time of night for some reason. Could you imagine? <laughs> By the way, you're going to get them now. That's going to be the new thing. Have you seen those things driving around like the little deliveries? It's the the the, the little yeah. the four wheels driving around? Yes. That's the creepiest shit on earth. I see them in, I live in Hollywood. I see them in Hollywood and there's always, a, I don't know if we can say homeless, a person between living situations <laughs> following it, like looking at it, like right. seeing what it's going to do. What is it going to do? What does it do? I've never seen one stop and get open. No, see, I think they're tracking them. I think they're trying to like uh, You think it's like testing? Yeah, it's testing and routing and stuff like that. Yeah, because I'm like, what are they delivering? That Why don't we just like steal a heart one? transplant. Or get on one. <laughs> yeah, just That's ride That's the free one. Uber. How funny, though. It's got, it's, it has like a Someone needs this heart, and it's moving slowly up up up, up, a stri- up La Brea. That'll be, I bet, you know what? Ultimately, I bet it's a front. I bet it's going to be saucy. Yeah, that's how you're is. gonna get wine that's at gonna 4 a.m. And by the way, thank you, Saucy. Have you ever been in a situation where you're like, it's 2 a.m. We don't have any booze. We're gonna have to get at Saucy. Yes, because in Wisconsin, you can't buy booze at um, any stores. You can't buy booze after nine. Well, did you also also is Wisconsin? You can't do it in the grocery stores. You can only buy from liquor stores. Is that true? Uh, no. Beer uh, from wait wait wait. I think it's like. Separate. I thought it was beer from grocery stores and liquor from liquor stores in Wisconsin. Is that the case or no? Am I wrong? You're wrong, but I think it's usually its own section. Uh, but you can't okay. buy it after 9 p.m. Why? That's some old religious nonsense that they threw Probably into the mix? Probably, yes. Because I remember people driving like up up to UP to buy booze at night and stuff like that. Or like in St. People Paul, don't know what the Ubers people are. drive over to Minneapolis to get the booze and Correct. come back. You know, UP like is that. the upper peninsula for people that have no um, idea of the Midwest. Don't worry about it. It's really not going to affect it's you. It's none of your business. I've okay? only been there a few times in my life. When you grew up in Wisconsin, okay, yes. tell me this. We're going to throw it really far back. When you said... Hey, did you say, did you come out when you were living in Wisconsin to your family? No, but I wore this. 
No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> oh, but I, you come down to dinner one night wearing that would be yeah. And I chicken's said, ready. And I said, "What?" And my mom said, "It's really not your color." You know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I was in college, and I just called home and was like, um, so scared because you know, the, I mean, just gonna say it: the movies never show an accepting parent. They show a parent battling with it, and then eventually coming around. It's always an angry dad and a mom who's who's emb- embarrassed or something. It's right. The, the or film. Like, Don't tell your father. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So I remember being like, "Oh," and my mom was like, "Who cares?" Yeah. It could not have been less interesting to her. And you said it As like is, she said it, by the way. Who cares? Literally, so what? Who cares? So what? <laughs> She's still un, like unimpressed and un, in, like anything I do. I bought her a house for Christmas. Yeah. She lives in a, I love my mom. She lives in a trailer and a dead end road in the woods. I bought her a house cash, huge house in Wisconsin, in Milwaukee. I said, you're moving to the city. Get into this. I bring her there. I take her in. She goes, it looks bigger in pictures. Like, <laughs> do you want to go back to the trailer in the woods? Oh, that's so funny! Though. I will sell the shout house. out to your mom. She's the shit. I love that. It looks because she's honest. She said, "Look, she's it looks so bigger. Honest. It looks bigger." And then, like, I play Turner Hall in Milwaukee every year when I go, and it's so cool because I used to go see shows there. And so I'm like, "Woo!" Yeah. My mom comes and she'll just be like, "I mean, people were laughing." Like she, she's like, I don't. Or she one time she like was like, I didn't she... get it because I'm not in the lifestyle. Oh my! I'm like, you didn't have to do that. I mean, that's kind of like. You know, she goes, I didn't get it. Oh, you know, I'm exactly. not. that's whatever. That's your thing. Yeah. She's funny what she, um, like she'll only see me on something. It's not that she, she's not homophobic. She's just unimpressed. She's like cross-dressing. Great. My Doesn't... brother's a lawyer. So <laughs> you know what I mean? She's like, he's there's my, your brother's a three time Iraq war vet and a lawyer. So is he really? Yes. So he's like Jeez. so smart and impressive. Yeah. And I'm over here with wigs like, hello, you know? So then she, um, yeah, nothing ever really impressed her. Like, she saw me on American Horror Story because it's a show she already watched. Right. You know what I mean? I have right. to weasel onto something she's already seen. Yeah, but that's like this. I think that's everyone in entertainment's parents. And they also will go, you know what you should get on? Why don't you get on that other show? And you're like, well, I'm on a, I'm on something. And they're like, no, but I want you on this thing. You're like, why? Well, okay. Yeah. I, I'm already on something. Like, why don't you go on this? Why don't, don't you call Ryan Murphy? Call Ellen. Call Can't you get Ellen. on Ellen? Call Ellen. I heard she's really amenable. (laughs) Yes, she is. I heard she just really responds to suggestions. She does. She likes, she wants you to send her an email direct. Yeah, call Ryan Murphy. Why can't you just call, ring up Ryan? Can you? (laughs) I have done it. You can. I think I could do it. The wig. Yeah, you could. Um, I actually, Ellen was my probably first comedy album. Do you remember? Seriously? Yes. I mean, Ellen was, Ellen at her prime in stand up when she, I think a lot of people might not know that she did stand up. It's <clears throat> transcendent. No, she was incredible. No By swearing. Way, one of the best bits I ever, I still to this day, was um, hitting the elevator button more than one time. Do you remember this? When she's like, it's so annoying yes. when it's already hit and people keep hitting it, and you're like, why? Well, I already, I already did it. I already just the way she does her mannerisms yes. and her she she was she what she is today. What people see her today, it's funny knowing what she was as a stand up before. Because She's amazing. It's all of those things were just what she does today now on TV. The the way that she spins her jokes and kind of a it's almost cocky, but it's it's really hard to explain. It's well, not it's not rude. It's not condescending. It's almost like um, I know you get it. I get it. All right, nah, nah, nah. you know what I mean. It's almost like yeah. she's faster than the joke. Yeah, that's what I always liked about when she did stand up because she was always like she was already there, but you were there with her. But she's like, but I already went through it. She also was really good at like okay, her look is. Big blue eyes, a very innocent look with a very soft voice. Yeah. And she played everything like she didn't know what she's saying was what she's saying is a joke. Right. Right. Which was very like, it's kind of drag where 
you incorporate what you look like. I mean, to me, my favorite comedians are the ones who they know what the instrument is yes. and they know how that affects the delivery. Right. So they change like the act to match the thing. Like Louis C.K. is like, okay, looked in the mirror one day. It's like, all right, I'm going to play my character. My voice is like a dumpy dad. Yeah. Or like, you know, <laughs> yeah. the Sarah Silverman being like, well, I'm very beautiful, but I have very innocent doe eyes. What if my material's disgusting? Repulsive. Yeah. You know, yeah. and like there's always a winning combination there when someone goes, if this is what I look like and this is the material, how do we like use the instrument to really like amplify? It's just hyperbole. We're, comedians are just hyperbole. This, seriously, like the, the, the parallels between drag and stand up, because it is performance in the exact same parallel of it's hyperbolized personalities. That's all yes. it really is. It's, We're just it's, the biggest versions of a and the little, most reductive. A piece of us. Right. Like if you sucked a dick in college, guess what? You're a slut now on stage. You know what <laughs> right, I mean? That's right, the whole thing. Right. And it's only been it was only one dick, by the way, for yeah, the record. It was only one. It wasn't even big. And it was happened. not. I what it wasn't, Michael. And it was for free. It was, sadly. Well, and Do then, you think every straight has had a gay experience, by the way? No. I think that I've been in this argument with many friends multiple times. I think it's mildly predatory because if you put it the other way and you go, mm, how do you know what if you told me how do you know you don't like girls? That's offensive. Right. So if right. you tell some guy, have, if you've never sucked a dick, how do you, because you know. Yeah, you kind of know. It's I'm grossed up by my own dick. A, who wouldn't be? See, I see it and I'm like, yuck. One inch long. It's, a, it's like a dog dick. Max. Red. Max. One, bright well, red. I, and I have the lipstick. It comes out of the thing already. You know, I've got skin and then it pokes out. The little red lipstick poke. It's gross. And then the piercings. But, yes. The way it drags. The Albert. It's worse. Yes. Okay. <laughs> how many people do you know have a dick piercing? God, uh, you know, it's funny. You never know that there's a dick piercing. They never mention it until it's there. Really? And then you go, oh. I feel like you got to be upfront about it. There's a piece of fishing equipment <laughs> hanging off your dick. Is that bait? Is yeah. that your penis? Is I'm your... already here. You don't have to like wiggle a worm. You know what I mean? It's um, it's only been happened a few times and it's happened in different places. I've seen the one off the tip, which is, I don't know if you've seen that, through Can the I, hole. Honestly? Through the hole. It, ma- it makes me... It, it emasculates me to a degree I can't explain. When Your hands I, just... In- oh, it hurt. It looks like the end of times to go through the, the whole... The, I, the pain, I can't imagine. I mean, it hurts to pee sometimes. So yeah, what, yeah. how is a well, needle going to feel? How does that... I just can't imagine that. Like that one, it blows my mind. And then I've seen the one where like when the dick is hard, it's um like at the base of it, there's like a barbell through the skin. Yeah. I've seen that. That looks like it hurts less. Yeah. And I've seen that in action and I'm like, oh, didn't know that was going to be there. Um, it didn't affect the experience. But doesn't that not blow your mind that it works? Like, I feel like I'm, just, I'm so dumb that I'm like, that doesn't break the dick. That doesn't like... I know I love myself. I love my body. I love everything. That's the last thing I'm trying to alter. Yeah, why? That's the last thing I'm trying to hang something on. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. It's already hanging on. Right. Not to mention, drag queens, we got to do... We already abuse that part of our body often. Well... I just did a photo shoot where I was totally naked, covered in body paint, and I had to... I'm going to be honest. In 13 years of drag, I've never tucked. Never? No, because I'm never wearing like... You know, crazy. Like, I've tucked, and I'm not even in drag. You're tucked now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I uh, and I'd never done it before, and I, it was uh, it was an experience. I mean, it was tape and all the you know the shoving everything and the taping, and it was only for an hour or two. And I know drag queens who do it every day on tour, every day, every day. They shave their whole body, they tape everything every day. I had to do it one day, and I was calling some of these drag queens like, "How are you doing this? It hurts so bad." And then sitting and like leg crossing or trying to pose to the pictures. Um, certain poses have brand new pains because your nuts are in your body. And I just never done it. Honestly, yeah. 
I was like, well, if I've become tricksy without ever doing it, it's not really essential, but oh my God, did it hurt. How, what are the, what's the secret? When you ask, when you ask other drag queens that do it all the time, is there like, are they like, well, you have to do, is there a secret to it? Well, there's levels and I'm sure that people on this show haven't really heard about it. So I'll explain it if you yeah. want. Um, so basically, let me get into this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically what happens is you've got the penis, right? And then the two balls. Yeah. The balls, if you're like. Two? <laughs> okay. Fuck. All right. Just two? Yeah. Okay. Uh, weird. Two, I'm gonna have so to, I got to get another one. I'm going to okay. have to conversate. Yeah. I'm going to have to go find something. So you have two balls and then the thing. And then uh, the balls go, they're meant to, like if you're an extreme cold, the balls are able to go up in your body. Yeah. People and athletes get kicked in the balls. Things go up their body. Oh, yeah. So you can actually put both up inside you, which already doesn't feel good. And then if you have shaved your whole butt and everything, you take tape, carpenter's tape, usually three pieces of tape about that long. And you um, wrap the penis head in toilet paper. I mean, I can't believe I I don't even do this. I don't even know why I know how to do this. Only because I've seen it. Yeah. You know, when you're 20. We've all seen it. When you're 21 in drag, you're like, I'm a new drag queen. And then you blink and you see a naked trans performer tucking everything. And you're like, this is like baptism by fire. <laughs> Whatever feelings you had about nudity is out the, out window, the window because a dressing room is a card table. Right. You know? And so uh, the nuts are inside. And then the penis is basically snatched back extremely hard. So hard. How so? Like, how is that not painful? The tape goes from like the base of the penis up the asshole, basically. God, so, that would hurt so much. That's why I don't do it. I just don't, like, I think you just, just have to have, to it, but there's no, like. Also, nobody thinks I'm a woman. I look like Wait, what? Ronald McDonald. What did you say? <laughs> I know, you thought that I was Christy Swanson or something. Yes. I know. Yes. Everyone does. People always think I'm L fanning or something. But the tape, but I think people do talk, in my um, stupid opinion, because it helps them get into character. Like, I really believe that. There are a lot of drag queens. I know drag queens who can't get on stage unless they sh- douche. Yeah. I know drag queens who can't get on stage unless they're tucked, even if that's not showing. Just even be- if they're wearing a long gown. That's what I mean. It's a part of this. Ca- it's a- I do think there's something fascinating about being so in character that, like, you're buying it. Which is why when someone's over the top about it. And like super committed, it's just impressive because you're like, yeah, you've transformed into this, into this person that you've completely manifested out of thin air and all of these elements, even only you know about. There is something super impressive about that to me. It's the same way in any performance art of any kind, stand up and or, or drag or or music or whatever live. If Stripping. you're if you're biting into it, if you're really eating your own shit, like you really buy into it. There's no way they're not going to. So I just that feel like that's the sell. The essence of drag. Yeah, you have to buy into the shit. You, you, before you sell it, you have to buy it. Right. You have to personally buy it. Right. And I'm a psychopath. I know that this is like not healthy, but in a world where everyone hates themselves, I think I am the coolest thing that's ever lived. That's. I great. look in the mirror and I go, "You are, of course, you're a star. Who could ever ignore you? Look at you." <laughs> I love it. I, be, I think everybody should feel like that. I yes. think it's okay to feel like that. I mean, and then in drag, you're like, I believe it. So when I go out there, yeah. they're all about to believe it. Right. Even when I do like the improv or something where I'm like, this is going to be an audience. People have no idea who I am. I'm like, but they're about to find the fuck out. The co- so where do you think you get this from? Well, like, I mean, where does this I level of confidence nothing in- like this in drag? Right. Nothing like no, this. No, I know. So then in drag, you're like, I could rob a bank. And go wash my face and not even be a suspect. <laughs> so it's a license to kill. It is. It's your chicken suit. It's right. your super suit. It's nothing. Well, Sonny, do you feel do you feel sometimes like 
it's, it, it's a safety net too. Oh yeah. I mean, even if you bomb, you're like, she bombed. I didn't bomb. Right. That person bombed. I don't know who that was. That was embarrassing. Right. That's great. It's <laughs> almost like this wonderful wall you get to just. Yeah. I'm about ready to get a second social security number. Just to, just to push just the for envelope. Trixie? Yeah. But um, it's nice because especially since people find you base level cool to look at and a little gross and probably something that they'll never forget. You said gross way. twice. I can't disagree with you more. Yeah. Drag is a little gross. It's I mean, not. See, I think you're wrong. I don't think it's gross. I think it's um, it's like a, so attention grabbing, mesmerizing. I it's guess like, gross is the wrong word. Let me say uh, part of the fun of drag is shock. you're poking the bear at all times sure because you are people's a lot of people's like nightmare i mean half the country would probably have me lo- killed for looking like this period lock it up locker and i would love it i've seen a lot of prison shows it looks, <laughs> i could kind of get into some of that yeah um but you know uh, but you know what's so fucked up we think that and then you realize that you when they do did you ever see that aggregate they pulled up a couple of years ago of like porn searches in the united states and like they did it categorically course. when we did trixie and katya's show on Viceland, we yeah. did that. Yeah. And the top searches are like MILF. Yes. Teen. Teen. And, and then anything cross-dresser. Yes. I'm, these are the porn search terms, not mine, but like T-girl, she-male, mm-hmm. cross-dresser, mm-hmm. anything like that. Yes. And that's what's crazy, though, is it's so volatile because people in their deepest desires, it's always about sex. Of course. People it's, In America, people are afraid of sex, nudity. Even though that's this, what everyone does, right? right. Everyone does it, right. and so with drag, it's kind of a form of homophobia because people see you as a crossdresser and they think of sex and they go, "That's like sex and lying, like sex disguise." You know what I think it is to like, <clears throat> and I, I like that. I think I think most people who might be not like against drag or they're just ignorant to it and they don't understand. Right. And they're, they do that thing where you say where they're like, Oh, what? Uh, and they don't get it. Yeah. I think truth be told, it's because it touches something inside of them. That's like, of course, something little, and it may not be like dominant in their life, but it's like, it either reminds them of somebody that they know or like a, a figure in their life or a, uh, there's something that touches them to make you get, cause if it doesn't, then you're unaffected and it, doesn't mean anything. Do you know it what I mean? It means nothing. Right. It, like like my mom. I was like, I I do drag. She's like, Who that's cares? not even interesting to right. me. Right. So she's that's what I mean. It doesn't it doesn't hit on any level for her. So she's unaffected. It's almost she doesn't even care. Right. It's almost past tense. It's like big fucking deal. But what I like about drag is the part that I hope never goes away. It's like of course I want to be on TV or whatever and I want you know I'm lucky as Trixie to I get to be the first drag queen to do a lot of things and it's right. nice. I'm very lucky. But I like the idea when I get asked to be on a show or something I like the idea that someone's like over there like, who this is like, I don't know how I feel about this. This is a lot. I'm uncomfortable. I like that. That's fun to me. Yes. I don't, I mean, I might as well look like a serial killer to a lot of people. And I like that because <laughs> yeah. there's power in that. There is. Well, because you're winning. Do, do you feel sometimes like you, when you're not in drag, do you ever feel like you're like, ugh, it makes it so much easier when I am and I wish I was more often? Um, I will say over the years being in drag all the time, it's made me out. I don't feel like even a, uh, out of drag. I, I'm, I'm the one doing tricksy like emails and business things. Right. But like, I don't really prepare in a lot of ways. Cause I know that once I look in the mirror and I look like this, it's happening. Right. It turns on. Right. And when I've done shows, even when I know nobody in the audience is going to know me, I'm like, I walk out there like, I'm about to inc- like capture all of your attention. Right. And you're going to talk about this for weeks. 
Right. Even if I bomb, you're going to talk about this for weeks. What is the? I think doing stand up out of drag would be a lot harder. Well, I mean, it's just two different things, right? Like we said before, it's like you're you're. It's 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 like the PB Herman versus the Paul Rubens. Both great. Both great. Which, (laughs) by the way, when we talk about canceling, when we talk about canceling, we need to uncancel a guy that jerked off in a in In an adult theater movie theater. I mean, think about what did you go there for? Hello. Like the one, what's studs? I always used to, I used to live in, I lived in West Hollywood for 15 years. Um, by the way, I've been vetted by is the gig. Is the place like. It's across from, uh, it's across the street from. Uh, by Laurel, ha- Laurel Harbor? No, 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 no. Your studs is, studs is by, uh, by uh, Lubitsch, that bar. Do you know that bar? No. No. It's, you're more, it's more, it's more eastbound on Santa Monica. I lived in West Hollywood for 15 years, so. So whatever homophobia you had got beat out of you pretty quickly because I mean those people kiss, kiss, are the gayest kiss, people you've ever seen. They kissed seen. out of me. They kissed right out of me. Kissed <laughs> yeah. right out of me. It living it, actually living in the gay neighborhood was my. And I, I, you're I used from to Chicago, joke about right? it. Yeah, yeah. Chicago's gay as West Hollywood, gay or even. Yeah. So my my uncle, I had an uncle Ira who was who was gay, right? An uncle Ira. I don't know if you know by looking at me, I'm Irish and Italian. Um, he definitely wasn't I my you uncle. Were black yeah, I am. I'm half, I'm half. I'm half. I'm half. I'm <laughs> half. But Uncle Ira, I would learn later. He's a, my gay Jewish uncle. I was like, is he my not? But by the time I was twelve, I was like, he's he not, sounds fabulous. I was like, he's not a real uncle, is he? And my dad was like, no, what? <laughs> he's like, you thought a, a, you thought a Jewish guy named Ira was your actual uncle? I was like, I just didn't get it. But he was just a part of our family. So, we, but a lot of times, my family's so big, we people got called uncle a lot. Oh, I also think it's a Midwestern thing. Yeah, I was like, that's, yeah, that's not really auntie. my uncle. That's yeah. your auntie, really, because she's not related to anyone, right? Well, but she's an auntie. Yeah, she's your aunt. But I learned young, I guess I learned young about the culture so much because of my mom, you know, my mom was this beautiful, young, in the know, and we lived in what's the heart of what was called the Viagra Triangle in Chicago. I don't know if you know about the Viagra Triangle. Yeah. So it was like, you know, and all my mom's co-workers were gay. where I met my boyfriend. Is it really? No. (laughs) No. But it's just like, I just, I got accustomed to the culture, and I'm not kidding, when I moved to L.A., I really wanted to live. I was like, I want to live in the gay neighborhood because I know it's really clean and nice and safe. I was it's like, true, and they have the so strongest safe. drinks. Like, I'm telling, it's the best party, by the way. The best party. If yeah. you want to know, if you want to have the best Friday night of your life, yeah, you're not going to the fucking happy hour at the Applebee's or nah. the Buffalo Wild Wings. Some people on here are like, yes, I am. Go to Plaza, right? Go to Plaza and get ready for your drinks and listen to and see pop f- pop pop polka pace yeah. pop pop polka they don't even say them right that's my favorite is they fuck up the lyrics the oh, whole time yeah. that's my favorite they only know the they they've been doing gaga for 15 years and they only know the chorus <laughs> they never bothered to learn it's very funny honestly yeah. no but i i just uh i lived there for so long and i just loved i just what i got tired of is the reason we left is because i got tired of like people pissing on my driveway or like puking in my doors oh yeah uh, if you want to see puke and nudity and untreated mental illness and open drug abuse yeah live in west hollywood. it just was t- it just it wore, i love west hollywood but yeah i mean that i do too but it wore thin on how it was like at some you know point peter lee no who's peter the comedian lee? peter lee oh, oh yes 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 okay, yes well yes. pete if you're watching this he apparently doesn't yeah, know pete lee no i know pete lee i know pete i lee. love him. when you said peter i was like i don't know peter peter he's from pete wisconsin yeah. he's got that accent intact. oh yeah no pete lee i know pete lee but he lives I don't want to say where he lives. He lives on this gay strip. He lives. He lives him on and his the, wife. 
live literally where only a gay person would live. Right. <laughs> like the middle of the middle of the gayest part of LA. Right. And he's like, yeah, we love it. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, why did you great. pick this up? He's like, during pride, we just sit up here and watch. I'm like, oh, why did he's you He's got pick a bungalow this? above rage is where he lives. Pretty uh, much. Is that even still around? Did they close that down? Well, funny you ask because during COVID, uh, I think, I think rage is closed. Um, Flaming Saddles, Mickey's, um, all permanent closures. Wow. Permanent. So like West Hollywood, there's been a lot of talks about what's going to happen to West Hollywood. Gym bar closed. Uh, that's I five. saw the gym bar closed. Gym bar is great because uh, it's uh, right next to uh, five guys. You can black out and then go get a cheeseburger right across. Absolutely. I've been to all these bars. Justin Martindale, shout out. Justin Martindale took me I to like, he took me to like 90% of these. Every time we would get lit up at the comedy store and I'd be done with a set. She'll drink. Oh. Miss Justin Martindale. Uh, uh, she will. Anybody. You hangover? You under hangover? the table. Justin drinks professionally. We'd be, <laughs> we would be fucked up at the store. And then Justin would be like, do you want to go down to Santa Monica with me? And I'd be like, yeah, fuck it. Just do it. And we would go bar hop. The only reason I never like going down is because it's, I'm a little, um, What's the word? Homophobic? No. I'm a little... (laughs) No. I'm a little... I don't like it when things are too busy. I get a little claustrophobic. Yeah. And those bars, as fun as they are, sometimes it's fucking chaos. And you're like, ah, this is a little too much. I'd rather be at something a little bit more chill. Like, I want to get fucked up and have fun, but sometimes those things are like shoulder to shoulder, neck to neck, dripping in sweat. $18 drink. Yeah. I love West Hollywood, it's but just too unless much. you're it's Trixie crazy. Mattel, it's an $1,800. Did you ever go to Foo Bar when it was, is that still even around? Dicks. But is it around or no? Uh, I walked by closed. today and it looked like it's either being severely renovated yeah. or... Teardrops. Have you been to Big Fat Dicks? No, I've never been to... Where's Let me Big tell you about Dicks? Big Fat Dicks. <laughs> it's at Foo Bar. It's a night... By the way, I'm trying to convince people... Oh, it's Monday nights. I think it's Thursdays. Oh, okay. But I've I'm, seen the sign. Well, every night I go there is Big Fat Dicks. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, when uh, I go there, it's little the Little Red Rocket. The little red rockets little here. Acorn dicks. Yeah, little yeah. acorn. Let them in. I um, I'll go there for um. I've been there for big fat dicks, which is a party where uh they you go there and you get a little drunk and there's a competition where you can go in the back room and a photographer takes a picture of your dick, hard or soft, your choice. They put it on the wall and then the DJ takes breaks every hour. Go like, all right, here's our submissions. Uh, here's number one and shines a flashlight on the pictures. So at the end of the <laughs> night, the winner wins a handle of booze. Can so you, somebody takes a nude picture of their dick, publicly puts it out there to win a handle of Fleischmann's or something. <laughs> That's gay people for you. They don't need Pop a holiday. Off. Yeah, but but also, my, I'm so interested. Who, if there's a limp guy that beats a straight guy, that's uh, like that's a, like to beat a straight hard dick as a limp dick is remarkable. But some people's dicks photograph really well. Limp. Like, yeah, but you know, there's difference between limp and like. I was hard five minutes ago, limp. I get that. Do you know what I mean? I trust me. My favorite look of my dick is when it when I like after you've come, when it's down in its settling phase, as I call it. That's where you take the picture. That's my favorite. Yeah. yeah. So those settling pictures are they are gonna have a better chance. I hard, did it once. Because hard you did? I did. <laughs> you did? I did. Would you, I was, did you it do... was when I first moved to LA and I was there with my manager at the time and I disappeared into the night and I got a picture taken and I came back and I was like, I did it. And she hard, was like, hard or not? Uh, I don't even remember. She was like, Trixie, you cannot enter big bet. She was like, we're leaving. And we left. So I don't know if I won. Maybe I won. You won. I'm going to tell myself 
I won. The guy in second place was <laughs> that gets that like replacement prize. Yeah. Like we're reserving this for whoever this was whenever Whatever they come they back. It. I'm yes. gonna be on milk cartons. My dick's gonna be. On the, they're just gonna be like a. <laughs> have you seen this dick? A search party. Yeah. By the way, that would be the best. Have you seen this dick? If they put your picture on the milk carton up on the wall, have hey, you seen this dick? People are so flippant with dick pics, though. They'd be like, "Yeah, we've all seen it." Yeah. It's like gay people. It's like everyone thinks like, "Oh, you're gay. You know my cousin Daniel from Akron, Ohio," and you're like, <laughs> "No." But I've seen his dick. But I have seen his dick. I've seen his dick. I have seen his dick. Can I ask a dick. question? Yeah. Um, I was watching 90 Day Fiance, and there was this girl, and she was like, I hate American guys because they always just want to send a dick pic. Do girls hate that? When guys send dick pics? Yeah. I guess <clears throat> context matters, but. Here's the problem. There is a. Because <laughs> I think when gay guys, if they get an, if they get a dick pic they didn't want. They just kind of like breeze by it and move on. I never, it's not a problem. I will say this. I've never understood when guys send um, an unsolicited. I'm I'm like o- open with it. Yeah. Like I'm always blown away by like I and you hear the story a lot where you're like, wow, I guess I've never sent a dick. I've never sent a dick pic uh, if it's not part of a conversation. You know what right. I mean? Like I'm always blown away when someone's like. It has to lead up to it. Yeah. How the fuck? It's just a weird. But apparently. I have a good amount of friends that will just send a dick pic without any sort of lead up, and I don't get it. I, I like I because when I hear people complain about it, I'm always like, if you didn't like it, how much did it like negatively affect you? I mean, who cares? But it's a dick. Well, but also it's just very strange. I just never understood it because I'm like, anytime I've ever had any sort of filthy conversation with somebody. It's pretty fucking obvious what's going on. Right. There isn't some weird misnomer of like, whoa, I didn't want to. What are you doing tonight? Anyway, boom, dick pic. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I'm at Chili's. Okay, here's my dick. <laughs> in here, we pour whiskey. We all deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies, okay? I myself am a big fan of taking vitamins. Vita Vita Vegemins. You got to take them. Got to feel better. Uh, I like taking vitamins. That's why I highly recommend Ritual, something I've been using for a while now. I used to take those whatever multivitamins that you would get from uh, Walgreens or CVS and whatever. I just pop them in whatever one a day. Uh, But uh, I will say I was a little annoyed to find out how much gunk was inside of it. And Ritual, on the other hand, it's clean, vegan-friendly multivitamin. They're formulated with high-quality nutrients. Um, and you're not going to find sugars, no GMOs, no major allergens, synthetic fillers, or artificial colors, which I really like. It's got all just good stuff, no gunk. Good stuff, no gunk. That should be uh, Ritual's, that should be ritual's uh, theme. Good stuff, no gunk. Um, I've been taking them for quite a while, and i got to tell you, they're great, uh, and they're simple. Uh, keeps me feeling healthy and good, both mentally and physically, in terms of knowing that I'm putting good stuff inside of my body. They contain key nutrients um, that your body uses to help fill gaps uh, without any shady extras going on. Uh, The delayed release capsule design delivers high-quality nutrients, including vitamin D3, which you know your pale boy needs, the pale riders. If you're a pale ride out there, you need some vitamin D3, uh, and just two daily pills. So uh, they're simple, they're clean, they're for everybody. Men, women, boys, and girls, teens, whatever you are, doesn't matter what you look like, who you are, what your name is. And uh, where you're from doesn't matter. This is for every single human being. Uh, multivitamins are delivered to your door every month with free shipping always. So let me tell you, you can just start it, stop it whenever you feel like it. It's totally worth this uh, great deal from Ritual. Um, and if you don't love it within your first month, they'll just give you back your cream. So what do you got to lose? Try out a new multivitamin that doesn't have all that extra gook inside of it get key nutrients without the bs rituals offering my listeners 10 percent off during your first three months 
Visit ritual.com slash whiskey to start your ritual today. Again, great multivitamins. Try them out for my listeners. 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash whiskey to start your ritual today. Whiskey fans, I've talked about this a whole bunch, okay? If there's something getting in the way of your happiness, of your mental solidarity, please use BetterHelp. I've used BetterHelp uh, for quite a while now, and almost a year, and uh, I really do love it, man. I, I really genuinely do, okay? It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. Um, it's professional counseling done securely online from the comfort of your own home or wherever you are. Um, you know, whether you're in a hotel, you're in a park, uh, you're you know in your car, it doesn't matter. You can use BetterHelp. And uh, they're there to uh, assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can choose from, you know, tons of different kinds kinds of therapists. You can change uh, whenever you feel like it. You're going to get timely and thoughtful responses. Um, And uh, you can start communicating in under 48 hours, which I think is pretty incredible. It's also much cheaper than traditional uh, in-room, in-person therapy, which I think is great. Um, It's more affordable uh, than, you know, most counseling that you see. Uh, They want you to start living a happier life today. All right, so you can go to their website if you want to see the testimonials. See what the other peeps are saying out there. Go to betterhelp.com slash reviews, uh, and you can visit betterhelp.com slash whiskey. That's help, H-E-L-P, betterhelp, and join the over 1 million people taking charge of the mental health with the help of an experienced professional. All right, so many people have been using this that uh, they're actually looking for more counselors in all 50 states. Uh, So if you're looking to get your brain back in the right space, get your heart centered, try to feel good, because last year was a little tough. <laughs> it was tough. Let's make this year much, much better. A special offer for uh, Whiskey listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash whiskey. Try it out. I think you will like it. All right? 10% off your first month. Betterhelp.com slash whiskey. Ginger. I like gingers. <laughs> yeah. No, it's never been this weird. So I never understood. And I also didn't believe it for a long time. Like, whenever you hear the stories, I'm like, no. There was a conversation leading up to it. But then apparently there's dudes that just like to send dick pics as their opener. But also, uh, I'm sure it doesn't work. There's I don't. There's yeah, no I mean, way. I don't. I, honestly, I have I, dick pics don't matter that much to me. Well, I does like anybody them. like dick pics really though? My boyfriend I've been with for five years. I didn't see his dick until the real the real event. My wife's never seen my dick, ever, <laughs> ever, ever, ever. And she keeps begging. Yeah, please shut up. That's why I say shut up. Yeah, and you- lady. That's what I say. Well, she's been looking for it, but the yeah. magnifying glass just she can't. Get she close searches enough. through all those fiery pubes. <laughs> Do you not send them? You never send them. Oh, I send them. Does he send them? Does your boyfriend send them to you? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. See, but I mean, that's my thing. Like in straight relationships, eh, the picture sending becomes a blurred. Like sometimes you send hot pics, but well, let's say it I'm slows on down. Let's say I'm gone for months. Different. They're happening. On tour is totally but different. But like if I'm having a night at home, I'm not like, what's up, babe? Boom, dick pics. Well, it's hard with COVID because it's like you're in the other room. Yeah. He also hates when I talk about um he he's wonderful, he's amazing, he's a producer, we get to work together a lot, but he uh he doesn't love when I talk about our sex life in my shows. Let's do it. He doesn't love it, but Why? I'm just like, you knew. You always knew this was like if you're gonna get close to me and you're gonna leave any sort of impact, you might end up in that show over there. Right. I might be milking you for for money, you know? And then like one day we're in Chicago, we're playing Park West, you know Park West. Yes. And he's like, All right, uh, I love that section, but can you just can you not? My mom is here. And I was like, Well, she's about to find out a few things, <laughs> isn't she? But I'm never She's telling- like, My son's gay. Right. <laughs> I where, thought you were a woman. Where's he where is he from? Chicago. Oh, he is Chicago. Yeah, guy. he's from Lincoln Park. Oh, nice. Rich. 
love it. And uh, he's um he's very very very. It's like it keeps our relationship spicy because his favorite drag queen is Jinx Monsoon. <laughs> so he's like, you're hilarious, but Jinx. I mean, she she would now is this a, is there weird is there like a jealousy complex that exists sometimes about and, me? Yeah, and like it, it like. You know how like in, in couples relationships when they're like, oh, I like that. Uh, I like, uh, I like her. So like, d- does your wife like another comedian more than you? Or she think you're the funniest person I think alive? she hates comedy in general. Because <laughs> of th- you. I think she You thinks, ruined it. Yeah, yeah. I think she thinks comedy is When you took off your clothes, she could never laugh yeah. again. She goes, ah <laughs> Once. <laughs> no, you know what it is? She actually does hate, not hate comedy, but like because we're she's so close to it, it's kind of like, not annoying, but like, she just, she's seen too much. I don't know how to, you know what I mean? She's no, too no, inside no. baseball. It's like. Yes. My boyfriend yes. will come see like, when I, he comes on tour with me for a week, let's say he comes on the bus for a week or whatever. He'll come to the show every night because he has nothing to do. <laughs> because he's fucking Because everyone he knows on the tour is working. Right. So he's like drinking hand, like, I guess another night. Let's see how people around me react about a story about my penis, you know, <laughs> but in any yeah. story with him, I don't know how it is with you, when you, do you include your wife in some of your jokes? Yeah. But you know what? Like it's all it. Yes. Yes. But it's also like so many times in standup, especially like the stories are spun into these great wild tales or like elongated full blown lies. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's like they either turn it. It starts as a nugget of like, you know what happened to me? And then it turns into this nonsensical pulling from different parts of my life so there's never like a, you know what she did today? I don't really do that stuff, but it'll be like an experience we've had together that's wrapped into another story. Right. So, I mean, no, honestly, maybe no, I guess. It's just, it's also hard because I'm not a, I don't do that. I don't know. I'm not like a- um, You respect her too much. I hate her guts. <laughs> <laughs> I will put him in the show, but um, he he's, he's pretty fine with it because most of the time it's a story about how he's great and I'm awful. He's great in bed and I'm disgusting. Oh, see, that's sweet. So, like, he's always, like, in the story, even a story about his dick, it's, like, it's about how his is great. And yours is off. And mine is garbage, <laughs> yeah. So, like, he always gets to be the yeah. Superman. Right. So, even when he's embarrassed, I'm like, I just did a 15-minute set about how great you are. Right. Take the compliment. So, yeah, he can't get mad. Like, for me, I like, like, I have this, for some reason, I have this love with, like, Norm MacDonald was always so good at, first of all, Norm would joke about a wife he doesn't have, which I always was fascinated with. I was like, oh, that's so funny when he's like... My wife, the battle axe, and he would make up this character of a wife. Right. So uh, sometimes I'll make up this character of my wife that's not real. I just hyperbolize yeah. this false character that I've totally created from nothing. And she laughs Little at Little does that. she know, you have another family. I do. I have two families. I have two families, actually. <laughs> yeah. One in Puerto Rico. Shout out. And uh, <laughs> no, and she and she she thinks it's funny because it's you know to her it's like eye roll it's like you're so fucking dumb because she knows i've created this character that isn't real but also i pulled something from reality right i take one little nugget and then i run with it so instead of like she's great i'm shit it's more like you know what she fucking does that pisses me off but it's not (gasps) that was not me no (laughs) (laughs) the chair broke while i was on it can we tell? Can we tell the audience what happened? I mean, I'm gonna say I it. Guess. Giannis Papas broke my chair last week. <laughs> no, I'm gonna say it because I told Trixie before this. I, I just said, "I'm gonna say I've been fasting." For I say weeks. you have to be careful because uh, he, this chair was broke last week. Giannis broke my fucking chair, and we tried to fix it. And did you see my eyes? I know. The fear. It, it was, was like perfect. Jurassic World. <laughs> like I was so <laughs> uh, like the shock. I, like like get out. Like I was going to the sunken place. But now I'm gonna have. Now I'm just gonna have to like. 
Now I have to bill him for this chair. So if you guys think that uh, this is a very rich studio where everything's going well, we're sitting on broken <laughs> chairs talking about wives we don't have. Yeah, so, we're 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 struggling through the water right now, and the broken chair. I'm so sorry. It's by fine. the way, it's kind of more comfortable. This is way. it more than comfortable? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say this, my boyfriend. I'm sometimes more honest in the act than I am in my relationship. Ah. So when he comes to the show, he'll be like, "Oh." Well, well, you'll say something you never could say to him to his face. Yes, like one time on uh, which we're like, you know, getting ready to film season six. One yeah, time we were yeah. like, uh, I was talking about how twenty twenty was supposed to be my, my year to have sex and drag. I'd never done it. It was like this is my year. Like you really never did. I've never and done. How long it. you been doing as drag? As stunning as I am, yeah. And the way people present themselves to me. Wait, how long you been doing drag? Um, almost fifteen years. And you never had sex and no. drag. No, I've been propositioned a lot, but I've never. I mean, to me, it's not such a sexy feeling. You don't feel sexy. I do, but not in that way. I feel sexy like Jessica Rabbit, not like porn, not penthouse. Nah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cartoony, sexy. Not, yeah. But I was like, you know what? I'm 31. Like, if I'm going to do it, like, this is kind of a depreciating asset. I'm not going to at 50 be like, all right, I'm putting on the wig. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Putting on the cigarette. Come on, boys. Come on and ride this pony. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm smoking at 50, and I ash it, and I don't have a shoe on. It's barefoot. <laughs> right in the ash. And then, uh, yeah. But I was like, this is my year to have sex and drag, and I'm sitting with my boyfriend watching, uh, and I just feel him look at me, and I can feel his heat, and he goes, oh, so this is your year to have sex and drag, huh? And I was like, yeah, I just... Uh, well, not with you. Like, <laughs> with somebody. Never with you. No, I wanted to have sex, not with you. But sometimes, uh, especially in the improv style shows, I'll say things where I don't even remember saying it, and then watching it, I'm like, oh, that's something my boyfriend's going to find out about today. Well, like... Uh, but honestly, if you do it with so much love on stage, it does help the conversation. Because I've done that too, where I'm like, we had this whole thing about, it was this whole joke. We were getting into a lot of fights. And I told this story about, and I used to do this joke, and I, I threw it away because whatever. But it was about the fact that she left one waffle. in, in Like, uh, I love waffles. <laughs> I used to go home at night after stand-up shows. That was my like comfort food, was like waffles. It just reminded me of like home and put peanut butter and syrup on it and sit late at night. Like a fat kid. Like a fat kid. Like a sad fat kid. Yeah. And she left a waffle in the box as like a fuck you to me. One. Because we got into a fight. Yeah. And she had like, you know what I mean? And she knew that I- Chess. Checkmate. It was just so cold. And it was annoying, but like perfect as like a- Fuck you. Yeah. Eat your fucking waffle, bitch. Like we're still going to live together, but- Bitch. Remember Eat your fucking waffle. Remember this. Yeah. And I told this whole long a joke about it. And of course, like she loved it and thought it was funny, but it was also the, a way to talk about how how normal it is to fight about petty shit. We, yeah, of course. Like, it's so, but but in the time, you're just like, we're fighting about all sorts of nonsense and I'm so angry about everything, but really then you back up 10,000 feet and you're like, oh, it's just a petty bullshit right. for no reason. The fight before that had nothing to do with anything. And then the fight that led up to that. And then, and then the waffle thing was like, how minuscule to be like, why'd you do that? You didn't go with it. It was so lame. But like to do it on stage helps get this thing right. out. It helps like well, it, get out the beast. You're also like, you're telling like, if I have a, let's say we have a fight with a boyfriend, which I've never made a joke about, but there's this side of the story. And then the story with the audience is going to be more like my side of it. Uh, horror, of how course. I saw it. Right. So it doesn't mean this is how I feel about it, but right. like, you know. Yeah, but but you have to give but you're giving you're giving this like a a more educated spin on what really went down. Yeah. You know what I mean? I also play a different person, so I'm sure I get away with more than most people. You know what I mean? Are you going to shoot me? What no. if you brought out a 22? 
You know, funny what would you one? do if I just pulled out? What would be the weirdest thing for him to pull out? Um, what, if a, what if like a little hamster came out? <laughs> <laughs> I put my legs behind my head and I was like, let's do this. Yeah. I'm prepared. Hey, it's not my first rodeo. I'll do it. But um, I'm pretty lucky because uh, he'll he'll come see my shows like once and he'll be like, oh, okay, great. Got it. And then, you know. And then never come again. N- no, he'll get He's like, I get it. It's great. Whatever. Um, what's, and he laughs. What's the pinnacle for a drag queen? Like what's the... It depends who you ask. Like for me, as like a drag queen, what's the queen grand old Opry for you? Like for me, as a drag queen who does stand up, like flying to just for laughs and being like, "Oh my god, that's Anthony Jeselnik. Like, oh my god, that's Anthony Anderson. Oh my god!" Like in first class, being like, "Um, I'm a, going to a real comedy festival." But you did that. I did it, but I'm like, I'm in first class with real comedians going to to headline a real comedy festival. That was like blew my mind. Yeah, forever. But then, of course, like winning Drag Race was. Of course. Yeah, the that's that. Yeah, yes. Anytime I get to be on the Billboard charts, I'm just like mind blown. I think of myself like in the country at 13 learning guitar being like, what? Crazy. That is. Um, so like for a lot of drag queens, it's just different. For a lot of drag queens, maybe it's meeting the person they impersonate. Or mm-hmm. I don't know. You getting a nose job. Did you? <laughs> drag queens have different levels did of Did you success. base Trixie on anything specific? I mean, like Barbie was probably the biggest thing. Yeah, but I mean, did you ever put it together, Mattel? Yeah, I'm a little, I'm there. But okay. I mean, like, there's got to be something else. Was there someone from your childhood that you like? Was there somebody that you? What if I brought out a picture of mom, my mom, and she literally she like you? lines I'd on her face? I'd fucking die. She's like so what? I knew you were gonna fucking yeah, so what? So what? Big deal. Um, for me, it was Barbie, obviously, because I wasn't allowed to have girl toys. So that was like, uh, you know, Polly Pocket and Barbie, My Little Pony. I just when I when I came to drag, I was like, okay, I'm, I don't want to look like a woman. I want to look like a thing. Like a, well, did you, like a marionette. When you say you weren't allowed to, did you ask for girl toys and they said no? I knew not to ask. Ah, uh, yeah. Like it was like, mm, boys aren't supposed to have these. Don't ask for it. I'm sure they actually would have given it to me, but it was like. Did you ever have that thing? Did you have that feeling that you want to just go buy one and hide it from everybody? I mean, with what money? Yeah. You didn't steal. steal? From, you didn't steal from your parents? No. I stole all the time. You did? <laughs> I was a thief. What? I stole all the time. I stole. We well, were so broke. I had nothing to steal. Well, if I didn't steal from my parents, I would steal. I would just steal. I'd go in a store and steal. I just I lo- I loved stealing. You did? Yeah, petty theft was my thing as a did kid. Did you ever get caught? No, not really. Because it was always insignificant shit. I don't have that kind of luck. What did I steal? I stole I stole like CDs. I've been fired from a job for not stealing. I know. I, was so gonna... I don't have that kind of <laughs> guardian angel. We used to steal I used to steal fucking like CDs. You know, the tri- you know what we used to do all the time with that was like we go we would go into shove them up shove them up my ass. Yeah. Uh I would no, you would this is the biggest this was years ago. People, you know, nowadays, who cares? This was the eighties. Yeah. It was actually it was, <laughs> was it really? No, it was the nineties. Oh. No, but on the top of the on the top of CD cases, they used to put the this tape filler that was labeled w- with what it was, but it also kept the CD I closed. That. Yeah, but if you unhooked the bottom of the case of a jewel case, you could flip up the top because they never taped the bottom and just take the CD, close the case, and put it back. We were bad boys. We used to what do kind it of all CDs time. were you stealing? What's the what's the hot band? Gin Blossoms. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, what, what was the first CD I ever stole? I'm trying to think. I mean, it, I was into hip hop a lot when I was a kid, so I stole a lot of rap. I Probably Tupac. Which uh, is a great look for a, a white redheaded kid <laughs> I stealing know. music I was from African American artists. I was artists. obsessed. They're African American? <laughs> I was obsessed with fuck. I was, I was obsessed with um, hip hop. I was, oh, like, to a degree that was disgusting. Were you into Eminem? I didn't love Eminem. Because he was white? I don't. I've talked about this openly. I like my hip hop artist black. I've said that. I don't have anything okay. against white 
um, rappers. I work with one on Dave. One of my good friends is a white rapper. I just have always joked, I love my rappers black. And I was like, it's something about as a kid, Eminem was like great to me, but not me. Yeah. I mean, it's not like a a heavily saturated pool. Yeah. Well, I I have friends with Iggy, you know, Iggy Azalea. Yeah. And I only know a few of her songs because I don't really listen to rap music, but I'm like, I think you're one of the only white female rappers I know about. Yeah, there's a, there's only a handful. Kesha? I don't think And I, Blondie? I don't think Kesha's rap, really. Well, maybe. She's like right on the edge. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. No, Blondie wa- was kind of pre... Well, and when they did Rapture, that was the first time rap music was ever on the charts. On MTV, yeah. Which is pretty iconic. It was in the streets, but it was being held down because of the white man. Totally. And sometimes it takes a white bitch to say, this music's cool, and I told you it was. <laughs> Same thing so Madonna done. did with Vogue. People are like, she stole it. I'm like... No, she showed everyone how cool it was. And then people got into it. And then she made money off it. Well, it's so funny. She bought kids. Well, yeah. You want a kid? I do. I do. There's a lot of them. You can just go get one. Can you steal one now? Yeah, go down to the Gelson's. <laughs> get one of the celebrity ones when Charlize turns a blind eye. Reach you on the really, top you remember, remember when adopting a kid was like a cool thing to do for celebrities? Like they would like... Collecting. Buy two kids. From, it was Pokemon yeah. cards. It was. What, do they ha- what happens in the future with those kids? Are they going to make it out? Well, it really depends. I mean, you can kind of tell everything about the kind of name they start with. Right. Like if it's a blanket situation, right. you're Bl- like, good night. You know, yeah. it's over. Good night. Bl- but sometimes they are have famous parents and don't care and don't talk about it. Speaking of which, whatever happened to Michael Jackson's monkey? Remember that monkey? Bubbles. What happened to Bubbles? Uh, he's, on, he's on SNL. <laughs> he's, he's the musical guest on Is SNL. Is he the new cast member? Yeah. Musical guest Bubbles. He's doing weekend update. He's doing weekend update. Is he really yeah. with Justin? It's Jay? incredible. <laughs> what would be your? I guess what I was asking before is what would be your pinnacle personally? Like what would be oh. the top tier thing where you go? Not to say I have a few. Oh, you do. Yes. Okay. Not to say you're done though. Like because as a performer, we both know whenever you get to some level or do a thing, it's not what you. Th- it's not. Yes. It's never going to be this like, and I did it. Right. It doesn't matter. So. Is there a kind of a thing that you know is gonna, you know, is like a goal at, at the very least that you're it's like, like oh, this? this is- We're like five years ago, I would have been like, I can't believe it. Today, I couldn't care less. You know, <laughs> yes, I'm barely here. I agree. Uh, I will say, being like a musical guest or on the couch on like a real talk show, right? Like, like when give I'm, me what show? Like a late night Wendy, like Williams. a Seth Meyers, okay. or like a Jimmy Kimmel. I've got to do sure. like Jimmy Kimmel, like other stuff a couple times, but like being on the couch talking about a tour or a TV show, sure. Like being like a real celebrity guest. Like I've been on shows where, like I was on TRL, and I remember being like in the corner and like the people on the couch. It's it's the wig thing where like the wig makes people pay attention to you, but there is a you, you kind of put yourself in a glass ceiling a little bit. Like on TRL, the musical guest had less followers than I do. Right. And you're like, how did this happen? Or um, when I was on a certain show promoting my TV show on Viceland and the people on the couch like weren't premiering a TV show that week. And I'm like, well, how am I not on the couch? You know, weird things like that where people pay attention to you because you're a crossdresser, but they couldn't imagine that you're actually doing anything worth paying attention to. Right. It's a weird thing. The same thing happens in comedy. When I'm like workshopping stuff for a tour, I'll go to do a show at like um, typewriter or something and I'll go like do a show and it's – it's a uh, I always feel like I have to explain to everybody in the room what I'm doing, which I, I'm fine with, but I, they're always, they don't have to act so shocked that my right. audiences are thousands of people. Right. You don't have to act. So, I think you and um, Adam were talking about it. People don't have to say you were actually funny. It's the most annoying thing on earth. And people say it to me 
all the time. time. Yeah, no, it's the most annoying. You're actually really funny. I'm like, right. well, what did you think? It's just so backhanded. It's like it's like saying you're actually pretty. Yeah, you. D- yeah, yeah. Oh wow. They oh. see you naked and go, oh, you're actually attractive. <laughs> so mean so weird it's it would be like doing that if somebody you were trying to hook up with and the moment they took off their clothes and you're like oh god you're actually okay exactly. this is not bad or i would love to do like a nailed it or anything where i get to host a competition show i think would be fun all right let me ask you um over you can plead the fifth on this too uh have you done what see uh watch what happens live uh yeah okay like three times okay are you guys cool yeah who me and andy cohen. yeah andy cohen yeah okay i mean he's asked me back Three times. Which because I know like, he's very polarizing and a lot of people have trouble with him and I know he's a lot. He never says more than, you look great. Thank you so much for coming. Let's take a picture. But right. I mean, I never have expectations for like. Right. It's like how people sometimes say RuPaul wasn't nice enough to them. I'm like, she's a 60 year old man <laughs> who's been doing television what for do you 40 want? years. What did you need? What did you need? What did you need? Just why don't host you a competition show that you're on. Right. Did you need a hug? <laughs> And I guess I yeah. manage my expectations. So when I meet the Ryan Murphys or the Andy Cohens or anybody, I'm always just like, yeah, they were what I thought they would be. Yeah. They said, thank you for coming. You look great, which is more than I can ever ask for. Has anybody Jimmy been? Jimmy Kimmel said that to me. Like, they're always nice, but I never have these sky high, like, yeah. <gasps> I've discovered you or something. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I remember when people have were like. Have you been disappointed before by a. Well, no. When, when people, I, I just think it's funny when people were like, like, when people were like, Ellen was mean. You're like, what? I always say, like, well, what did she say? What did she say? What did to you, you want? Right. What was it? You like I just think um, I love Ellen. And I don't even know if I would have the balls to say like, "Hey, when I was 13, I stole your album Taste This on LimeWire and it made me think of what comedy could be." I just it opened my mind to it. I'm not going to say that. That's weird. But it would be really cool. See, but I think that's probably endearing. Go, you, you stole the album on you LimeWire? Me, you owe me 13.99. Like 13.99. And then you'd laugh and then she'd go, "All right, get the fuck out of my Yeah, she could know I actually with inflation. Yeah, I yeah. Know. 17 yeah. And she jetpacks it. She goes, bye. And she <laughs> jetpacks out of there. <laughs> and then she pulls one of those things and it's a trapdoor. Yeah. And I fall straight through it. You're on my game show. Yeah. Looking at that camera. What? I don't even know what that's fucking called. No, but I don't know. There is no, no, I've never been let down, but I'm also admittedly, um, I'm very, ba- I'm very bad with names, right? I know you better than I know. Like, why um, do you know? Me? Um, I was so, ha- I've been following you for a long time and I was like, this is kind of left field. This follow. Well, I know you from, well, uh, Drag Race, first of all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know you watched Drag Race. No, yeah. Um, but what I'm saying is, hold on and I'll get back to that. What I know you more than I know. I don't know the difference between Emma Stone and Emma Watson and I get made fun. My wife makes fun of me, but I'm serious. I don't know the difference. I'm with you. But I don't know. I'm I, a great And celebrity. I'm genuine. You could show me the pictures and I go, I'm almost positive. I know which one that is. Yeah. But I don't know. So I've never been let down by celebrities because I I don't value any of them. That sounds corny, but I mean it. Like I don't... Even for... You hate them even. I don't give a... I couldn't give a less of a fuck about when someone's like, do you know who that is? I'm like... I don't fucking it, it, mean, it means the, so little to yeah. me. It's weird. It's, it's almost, not about the fame as much as it's like if I like the work, then I'm shook. If you're a voice actor on the Powerpuff Girls, I'm shook. Right. If you're Kim Kardashian, I might not know what you actually look like. Yeah, I don't care. You know, I don't care. Right. I feel the same way. And I know that's it sounds fake to people because people are like that's yeah, why comedy right. world's fun because you can stand like I remember when I JFL met Marina Franklin. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, I lo- I just love you so much, and she was just like, oh my god, thank you. Right. Because she's not like. I don't know, Ellen. 
not everyone knows her, even though she's like very famous but in that, comedy. But that's kind of what the that to me is why it's almost like the only people that have made me nervous in fame was uh, Larry David. I was beyond a new level of nervous. I've never felt that way in my life. Like, it's not fun to be nervous when you I, have to also be on camera with the person. Oh, I was it's so I was so nervous when I not when we worked together when I met and we tested together when he wanted to like see me in the room. That was be, the most. I'll admit. I'll admittedly say, I was shook. I was like, "Fuck, I'm gonna fuck this up" because then was in my head too much, and it did fine. And then when we worked together, it was it was that thing was already gone. But only two or three people have actually made me like nervous, and it's only because what you said. They're so. I respect what they do so much that it fucks me up. I get yeah. weird. I get like uncomfortable. And I did Larry King, and I know he's Larry King, but. I didn't really watch Larry King, so I wasn't nervous. Right. Even though it's Larry King has like eight Peabody's or something crazy like that. Yeah. But then it's like, I don't know. Is he alive, by the way? If I meet a drag queen from the UK who lives in a city who I just follow on Instagram, I'm like, oh, can I have a picture with (laughs) you? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, he's alive. He's like 87. No, but he has code. Do you know he went and had code and went to the hospital? I did know that. But Larry King's going to beat it. He's beat cancer like three fucking times. extremely nice to me. I've only heard good things. I like no one has had a story about Larry where they're like, ah, oh, it was a little annoying. The best interview, if you ever want to watch a funny one, Danny Pudi. Do you know Danny from Community? Do you know him? Uh, no. Okay. He's brown. And I know you don't like brown people, so I understand. We'll be right back after this break. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying I don't like brown people and then driving in a break. Right. So there's perfect. no rebuttal. Yeah, you can't get out <laughs> of it. Danny, Danny had an interview with, uh, please have more of that. Well, um Please, and then there's your elderflower up top. No, these guys. This is just because I I love, I like this gin a lot, and I wanted to buy it for you. That's I really like fancy gin, so thank you. Yeah, Um, uh, the best interview is with Danny, and one of my favorite clips. You can look it up yourself at home, but genuinely, Larry does this thing where he, I think Larry forgets that he's so rich and so famous. Famous, really famous, like so so much. Your grandpa who lives in the woods who doesn't watch TV knows, knows Larry who, King. Yes. Yeah. It's like, uh, what do they say? Um, Chris Rock said it best. Peep, you aren't famous in comedy until people who hate comedy know who you are. Larry King is like, if you know nothing about entertainment, you know Larry King. Yeah. Larry said to Danny Pudi, he said, what's a luxury you can't live without? I don't know if you've ever seen this clip. And he go, Danny Pudi goes, well, I like, you know, like, I like, you know, coffee. And Larry goes, that's not a luxury. And he goes, okay, um, I like really nice socks. And Larry King is like, what? It's not a luxury. And Danny's like, well, what luxury should I have? And Larry King goes, I don't know, like private jets? And Danny goes, Larry, I'm on DuckTales. <laughs> <laughs> he was... Larry, I like. I think he also forgets that he's like... Larry is high comedy. Oh, dude. On accident. It's, yes, it's high so good. Comedy. He, my assistant was with me, and it, my assistant has green hair, and he goes, your hair's green. And I was just like, oh, shit, this is going to be the best day ever. Perfect. And then his assistant, it was a lot of gay staff, actually, and they were like, um, number one, work diva. Number two, just so you know, Larry is 84, mm-hmm. so he might say something that maybe is uh, not the verbiage of 2020 or whatever, but he he means well. He's like, what's cock taste like? <laughs> You're like, uh, Larry. You tell me, Larry. No. Uh, <laughs> um, he asked me three times if I was transgender. Three. Which... Somebody his age is earnestly trying to understand. I wasn't offended. I was just like, "Oh, I no, no, I live as a man. I'm, I'm not a woman." When he, even though I look, when like he a says, woman. "Are you? Do you think he? he was do like, you it think got cut he doesn't know what it like, means?" I'm not being yes. Rude. I think he doesn't know what it means. Right. 
So I think he's asking, do you live as a woman? Kind right, of. right, like, right, right, right. He was like, are you trans? And I, I kind of explained it to him, but they didn't include an interview. But I didn't, again, context, I'm not thinking Larry's homophobic, transphobic. No. Larry's actively trying to understand. Yeah. And like, he was like, um, I was like, uh, I said some analogy about like, you know, uh, uh, you, you have the corn and you can eat it or you can plant co- corn and, and grow more corn. And Larry's like staring. And Larry sits like on South Park like this. <laughs> I, lo- I mean, he was so nice, but it is, yeah. it is this with, yeah. the, with the full suit with active, um, like sneakers. Right. 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 <laughs> and he looks right at the camera and yeah. does my whole bio with no notes and no teleprompter. Amazing. Really? I, perfectly. At that age, that's He hadn't wild. even looked me in the eyes yet. And he looks right at the camera and goes, our next guest is an American super, like my, the TV show's music. He knew all the, no prompter. Wow. So then he goes, um, he, I, I go, uh, you know, corn. And then it's a long pause and he's looking at me and I go. You like corn? And he goes, yeah, on the cob, yeah. And it was so funny. So it's me and Larry going like, I love corn. He's like, me too. And like, But honestly, the simplicity of him, I don't know if he's so brilliant that it's on purpose or the accident is the beauty, right? Like, is he so smart at comedy that he knows to just let it sit and go... Yeah, I, I love corn. Is. I think he yeah, is. Yeah, but that's what I can I can't I can never understand about him is like does he know that when he said to Danny Pudi luxury like a private jets is that a, is that him being so ahead of the joke where he's like this fucking idiot doesn't take private jets but I'm going to say it earnestly so he thinks that I really mean it. Yeah. Like, is he that good? Like, every time I watch him, I'm like, is he that fast? I don't think in that case. I think he actually has been Larry King so long that he thinks that that's. I mean, that guy said coffee, yeah. and Larry countered with private, <laughs> private jets. jets. But that's what I mean. That could be such good. Co- There's a piece of me that believes that sometimes people that have lived in this business for so long, they just know that you're going to give, or maybe, he's going to tee you up. Right. Like maybe Larry's just trying to lead you into a pissing contest that you will never win. Right. Like, I don't know, private jets. And then Larry like looks at the camera. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe that's kind of what happened, but. Uh, he was very high comedy. And then, you know, the oh, honey thing is kind of like a catchphrase. And at the end of the interview, interview, he goes, thanks, honey. And I was like, yeah, he's doing a bit. See what he's I mean? He's, he knows. He he's knows. Doing, he knows. He's one, of the, he's one of those people where um, I'll probably never get to be on a show. So thank you for rubbing it. And I really do appreciate you, that. It could happen. I was the second drag queen ever. Could, could, could I first. be the third? <laughs> could I be? What's my drag name again? What did we say it was? I don't even. Gingivitis? Gingivitis. That's fun, right? Yeah, I guess. I just have to show up with really bad teeth. Yeah. Stain out my teeth. <laughs> That's your bit. Is like, oh, the nail fell off. Oh, who's, God, I'm turning back into a pumpkin. Who's, oh, my God, is it midnight? It's turning, yeah. Who's the, um, who is the, not, worst is the wrong word, but like, who is the, um, who's the drag queen that like everybody loves? <laughs> Why'd you say worst first? Well, you know what I mean. Who's the who's the one that everybody loves, but it's like not because she's. <laughs> what am I trying to say? You tell me. <clears throat> okay, I'll give you the best example. I'll give you the best example. And I'll give you some like in stand up. There's people that aren't that funny, but we love them so much. It doesn't matter. Honestly, so it... is there someone in drag that's like so beloved by the community, but they're not even that good at drag? But it's almost like me. No, fuck you. No, I'm incredible. But, but who is it that there's like because in comedy we have our loves where we're like everybody know, and I don't want to mention names because it's nobody's business. Because it's Bobby Lee. It's Bobby Lee. Yeah, yeah. Well, he also is in drag. Do you know that, right? 
He's black. He's a black girl. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird, it's These strange. These are his words, not mine. <laughs> he's got to have done drag at some point. All I his wish. years on Mad TV. Would he be cute? He's beautiful. I'm, I don't want to generalize, but a lot of times Asian men, they have a lot of features that really are, they lend themselves to either gender. Yeah, but that's like slender Asian men. He's very portly. Even better though. I because guess. when you're plus size as a man, your angular jaw, et cetera, it rounds out. The big queens are the prettiest queens usually. Asian, That's why though, I'm so ugly. I'm so thin. Yeah, but Asian or white? Because because he is... White is usually ugliest. Any version of white is ugliest okay, usually. Got um, it. I will say the more melanin in the skin, the more you just age better. Softer features. Well, these are just facts of humans. Yeah. Fuller lips. Right. Fuller cheeks. Better skin. Better hairline. Hottest, hottest drag queen right now is who? Like in the industry? No, no, no. Oh, out of, out of drag? Yeah. God. Um... Sasha Bell's really hot. I mean, he, she is from my season of Drag Race, and she went on to do bodybuilding and now does porn. Fuck. So she's like a 6'2 daddy with like a hammer dick just raking in the OnlyFans money. So the OnlyFans money is like... It's... Shockingly. It, I never knew it was... I'm thinking they're getting, they're getting paid, but now I'm like, oh, fuck, that's like millionaire's row. Imagine the porn industry level money if you cut out every middleman, including the camera person, the producer, the casting, all of it. Wow. So if you're successful, do you know anybody who does OnlyFans? Yeah. It, they make more money you than You live in LA, s- right? Yeah. <laughs> we literally <laughs> I know, everyone COVID, I know does OnlyFans. During COVID, I'm dead serious. I, I would say half the people I know do OnlyFans. And it's fine. No, me too. I know, me, I'm dead serious. I know probably I would say 15 to 20 people that do OnlyFans. Yeah, and, and, and to varying levels too, which I also find interesting. Yes, yeah, some I know people who just work out naked. I know people who have full sex. I know people who don't do who only do like fashion like modeling. Yeah. So some or people... trying on clothes is a big one too, like trying on outfits. Really? Yeah, that's so much money in that. Honestly, I know someone <clears throat> I cannot mention. Trying on outfits? Tries so on outfits. How many outfits I tried on for this? You should seriously OnlyFans it. I'm not kidding. There's so much money in watch. People just want to watch you comment about trying on clothes. Oh, like I wish this cut differently. Or yeah, and they send you the fucking clothes. The craziest part is these companies just give people clothes because they're getting paid because they mention the brand and all that shit. Are you serious? Yes. You should do it. I would say she's one of the hottest. Um, it really depends who you ask, but there's a lot of very attractive um, drag I mean, queens. to you. Oh, to me? Like, who would be the one? Yeah. Sasha Bell's pretty beautiful. Otherwise, God, not many. I mean, I like kind of big and burly. As in, like, like strong and chunky? Like, strong, chunky, hairy, beard, like, mass. And a lot yeah. of the drag queens are, like, hairless. They don't even have eyebrows. So... <laughs> Really? You know, oh, are you kidding? I, to, to or be a, some? No, they have. I've seen they have. Hot for a drag queen just some. means you have teeth. <laughs> like drag queens out of drag, it's a little bit of a, a mixed bag, you know. Right, right, right. Would yeah. I fare okay in drag world? Out of in drag? Yeah. Out of drag? Uh, yeah, <laughs> out of drag. Yeah. Uh, out of no. drag, not so great. Great. Uh, in drag, I don't probably. I I'd have to shave. What are you like? Six feet tall? Six one. Yeah. You'd have to shave. One ninety five. Yeah. You'd have to shave. Um, I got a nice tush. Uh, do you, what kind of? I have to say, if you did drag, what kind of drag would you do? Um, I want to see in the comments too. What kind of drag they see you and what's the look? Like, like, <laughs> you got to do red hair. Yeah, no, I'd want. I need. I would need wigs. But this is like red hair. Red hair. You can need to do like poison ivy, ruby, like Rihanna red, like fun red. I guess, but it's because I live with this. I'd want something different. You know, oh, blonde. No, I I think I'd be a brunette. The fashion police are coming to get you. Right 
Um, you could if do the brunette. mics can't pick this up, there's a co- there was a cop car going by. I just there's something about um, brunette is hot. Like when you look at whenever I see a picture of like, um, um, not Lisa Marie Presley, uh, Elvis's wife, Lisa Lisa Marie Presley. That's the daughter. That's not. A, it wasn't that his wife too. Is it? They were from the south. Um, Priscilla no. Presley. Priscilla Presley. Yeah. When I see her or like Lana Del Rey, big big brown hair with like doe eyes, I'm like, oh, she kind of wish she, I was brunette, but I've never. No, nah, your blonde is right for you. Yeah, it's right for me. You know why? Because your face, like you have such, you have a face that it's a blonde face. Because <laughs> I look dumb. No, it's just you have a face that works with blonde. It's something about well, your face. Hieroglyphics on my face. Which, yeah, 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 know. yeah. Ancient Egyptians. I, there's this that. one drag queen who, because of my nose, tells me I'm a woman behind bars because there's two brown lines. That's what's funny about drag is like, of course we're beautiful, but ultimately, like, it's what's magical about drag is it's a whole room of people agreeing, like suspension of disbelief. Even if you're at a shitty gay bar with a sticky floor, mm. the whole room goes, "Eh, she's a woman." Yeah. Let's just go with it. No, I know that we can see lines on her nose. Yeah. We can smell her armpits. Right. And she doesn't know the words. But <laughs> that's Selena. But that's you know? why that's why anybody who likes theater at all loves drag. Anybody that has any sort of like you know how they say I I don't I'm not a huge wrestling fan. I don't like wrestling, but people who tell me they're like you would like it. It's theater. It's just theater. It's drag. It's drag theater. That's a all. A lot it is. of drag queens love wrestling and vice versa. Because it's drag theater. It it really is. Yeah. And I, they tell me all the time they're like you like that showy thing. You would like it. I just never invested in it. But the more I think about that stuff, I'm like, "Oh yeah, it's the same thing as when I go to see a drag show." I'm so deep in the theater of this fucking cockamimi thing that's been. And you wear your up. theater look. You do 100%. a scarf. You do like um, it's opera glasses. I have an ascot. <laughs> opera glasses. Yes. Smoking indoors. Illegal. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> you have a box seat. Even if it's a gay club, you bring your own box seat. Right. It's right. like a shitty hamburger Mary's, and you're like. By the way, I went. I took my dad to hamburger Mary's. That's a good, uh, like cherry pop. It was a good intro, intro level, right? When when, when I, my second place in West Hollywood. Was Crescent Big Heights. Fat Dicks. It wasn't yeah, bring B- your bat, bring your dad to Big Fat. We Dicks. said BFDs, but I mean that's you know, <laughs> yeah, you're a rookie. We at BFDs, dad and <laughs> pops and I, we crossed swords and we took a photo. Oh my god, we won. <laughs> no, my when I moved into my second place, Crescent Heights in Santa Monica, my dad was like, you were going to the gays. Yeah, I was Crescent Heights in Santa Monica. Yeah, I was. I was. I was sniffing around. Yeah. I wanted to see what was going on. I mean, fuck, Circus of Books was across the street from my house. You but know? let me tell you, you want gay people to like you? R. I. Say P. you're not gay. I am gay. But if you say you're not gay, they'll be obsessed with you. Yeah, I'm not gay. It's this, it's, it's, it's the same reason as like gay guys all the time. I'm like, if you want a boyfriend, wear a wedding ring. Right. Because men, I think, in general want what they can't have. Yeah. That, no, so that's... if you're not available, they're like, oh, I want that. Well, yeah, whenever I would go. Well, but also they can you can sniff me from a mile. I mean, I, I couldn't look more of like a, a boring straight guy. So when Justin would take me to any of those bars, I was bait. You know what I mean? I was chum yeah. in the water. It was always like... They would get drunk, and then Justin would move in. <laughs> this is the podcast where we expose Justin as a predator. <laughs> it wouldn't be comedy if somebody wasn't a predator. He was just baiting me. He was just baiting me. It was Masturbating really, you. He was masturbating <laughs> me the entire time. And by the way, loved it. Didn't fight... No, I took my old man, by the way, to Hamburger Mary's and got tanked and fell in love. Like, he's Did your not, dad love it? He's not like somebody who is against it at all, but also is is kind of uninterested in that. He's like, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, doesn't care. Yes. That's a great old person attitude where they're like, whatever floats your boat. He couldn't care. He, he I mean, my mom just has, has so many friends 
in the gay community that I think it just he didn't care. It was never like a oh you know the, but we take him there and he was whatever about it. Then he got lit up and was like party animal, was dancing and shit. I was like, look at this motherfucker. Yeah, because I think once they really feel how fun it is, like the party that goes on, you it's hard to not get involved. And once you realize like, oh, this is besides the nudity or the in, innuendo, this is very pure. It is. It's huh? very like. Adults just want to feel like kids. A drag show is one of the only places where adults can go and feel like children. Yeah. It is really it's childlike. Very pure. It's very fantasy. Very fantasy. And I mean, especially at a drag show like a Hammer Mary's, they're usually like uh, family friendly. So the only sex jokes you're going to get are like innuendo. It's more like Elvira. It was pretty soft. Yeah. Or RuPaul where it's like, or Bugs Bunny where it's like wink, wink. Right. It's not that bad. Was Bugs Bunny in drag? Bugs Bunny's probably one of the most famous drag queens ever. Is that re- and I'm stupid and that's, that's no. Do you remember thing? Bugs Bunny would always like escape by pretending to be a woman and dress up like a girl? Yeah, yeah. One of the best quotes of all time was an improv scene in Wayne's World. They're sitting on they're at supposed to be at O'Hare Airport watching planes go over, and they're sitting on the hood of the car, and Mike Myers, or I mean I'm sorry, uh, Dana says to Mike, he says, "Hey Wayne, did you ever find Bugs Bunny attractive when he put on a wig and pretended <laughs> to be a girl?" Yes, I remember And that. Mike laughs, and you can feel the laugh is so real, because Dana threw it to him out of nowhere, and he goes, neither did I. It was just a question. I was like, that's the... <laughs> it was one... That's one of the... Like, by far the greatest moments where I'm like, oh, God, that's comedic I genius to throw... Comedian. Oh, genius. You know of no. course you do. No? No. I always think... Like, I was just talking to Whitney about this. I was like, I always think you comedy people truly all know each other. We, In a way, we've all met. Like, we all have met each other, but like... Or like ships in the night. Yes, no, seriously. But I only consider like knowing someone with like this. Like I know you now. Yeah. But like, but like. Same with drag queens. Like I've met everyone once. Right. At this point. Right. Do but I know it, them? Maybe not. Hard. Like it's hard. There's, there's people that I've met in comedy that I think I would say I know, but then there's, they might say no. Yeah. You know, they might be like, oh, I don't know. The only other queens I think that are like comedian comedians, like they do stand up mm-hmm. for a living is Bob, you know, Bob the drag queen. Yes. That's probably one of the funniest people who's ever lived. Yeah. She's Wayne Brady in a wig. <laughs> yeah. Looks like Wayne Brady in a Wayne wig. Wayne Brady is Wayne Brady in a wig, by the way. Totally. Yeah, that's very deep. Um, and then Bianca, obviously, Bianca Del Rio. Mm-hmm. And she's more like um like a Lisa Lampinelli, like ripping into the audience. Yeah. Like the the worst, horrible, non PC night of your life is a Bianca show. But that's why those things are so fun because they're they're because you if if you're smart enough to know that it's all fucking for fun and it means nothing then you can come along on this ride like we keep talking about it's like if you're down for the journey and i've talked and i taped and you know and i know and we're both in on it yeah aren't we in on it right where's the issue i just like that's the thing about entertainment as a whole i hope the future of it is like when there's when there's tape on someone's genitals take it with a grain of salt <laughs> You know, yeah. when there's wigs, right. take it take with a grain yeah, of salt. please, relax. It's, it's not... Like, I remember when I first started, because I was doing drag, and then I was like, I want to do stand-up, so um, I'm going to go I'm gonna go do improv with the comedy sports in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And I started working with them, and I remember they were giving me a tour, and they were like, this is the wig wall. And I remember being like, those are not wigs. <laughs> and that's where I was like, I'm going to spend a few years here, but like, those are not wigs. It was yeah. like granny wigs. And I was right. like... And once you realize comedy people, drag queens... We're literally all just putting on proverbial wigs. We are. We're the same people. Yeah. The same. Same yeah. with go-go boys, strippers. I mean, comedians and strippers are way closer. The same than people. Think. They're the same the people. The same 
people. Yeah, we're all putting on an act. It's all it's all some wonderful act that's, by the way, completely self-absorbed. Like, oh, entirely. <laughs> it's all about, it's just us. Whether do you like strippers? Love. You do? Love. Okay. Love. I, re- I love the sex work industry. What, I'm, what, I, what I guess what I mean is I... You love the idea. Oh, I love it. Do you go to strip clubs? The only time I've gone to strip clubs, honestly, is after comedy festivals. Yeah, that's when you go. Yeah, when it's Mo- like me, Montreal. Yeah, yes, it's like Montreal, where mm-hmm. it's like me and every gay comic in the thing that night, and yeah. Nicole Byer being like, "I guess we're going to the gay strip club." <laughs> yeah, but you have, but when Nicole you go being there, being the drag queen of the group, Nicole. What'd you say? Nicole being the drag queen of the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, yeah, drag yeah. queens love Nicole. She, is she like top tier for you guys? Huh? She's a drag queen to us. I mean, she's in a full makeup in a wig. Yeah. She's us. Yeah, yeah. And Nicole, I, like in a dressing room of drag queens, you would swear that she's doing a number that night. She's a drag queen. <laughs> she is. She's very funny. She, I want to, we should have you, because uh, I always talk about like at drag shows, the real show is in the dressing room. And I think at comedy clubs, besides people in the corner, like muttering their set, yeah, the no, real show is in the. Is behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's where, I mean, that's why, did you ever see comedians, uh, uh, what was it called? In the, cars the, committing the, manslaughter? No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> rich people in cars getting coffee? No. Um, that is what that was. <laughs> it's, just fucking, it's like multi-millionaires getting coffee. You're like, in Why? fancy cars yeah. and not drinking the coffee. I have no hate for Jerry Seinfeld. I just never... I just, uh, every time I saw it, the people were like, did you see it? I was like, what is it? Rich people getting coffee? Is the most That being said, if the phone rang and they said, would you come on and go in the car? You would say, of course I won't. Yeah, because you don't have a choice. It's like almost like a fucking, it's like bend my arm. It's like, yeah, of course I'm going to do, I'm going to do that. But also. It's like every time Drag Race is like, do you want to come back and do this? I'm like, you're not asking, you're telling. Yeah, I have to, I don't have a choice. Right, that's right. It's more like a, you you have to do this. Right. But as an out, you know, you still have that from the outside. Be like, this is fucking ridiculous. Right. Rich people getting coffee at, you know, Intelligentsia. In like, I'm sure they're rented. Beautiful cars. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, Jerry owns all those. Yeah. They're even like European. Jerry's on the wrong side of the car. <laughs> it's Amy Schumer being it's like, "Is this middle. okay?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he. I. I just. I would do it. Of course, I would do it in a fucking uh, in a heartbeat. But it's one of those things where, you know, yeah, it's just. I always made fun of the fact that I was like, "This is like the richest people on earth talking about life at when and they get coffee." And you're yeah, like, it's sure. not relatable content. No, it's really tough. Can I ask you a stand-up question? Yeah, please. I was just talking to. Uh, I forget who I was talking to about this. Uh, Matt uh, Bowen Yang. Yeah. And Matt uh, Rogers. Yes. Culturistas. Yeah. We were talking about like, for those of us who haven't done stand up now, stand up yeah. is an act where like the more you do it, the more often, the better you get. Yeah. And even when you're not touring, you have to go like the gym. You have to yeah. keep going. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen to all of us? Are, do our credits <clears throat> transfer? Yeah, well, yeah. Are we yes. all going to be back at Improv 1? No, 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 no. The card still swipes. You know what I mean? Like, I, I still feel like you still achieved what you've achieved and worked to what you've worked to. And like that will transfer over. I just think, um, I think people are going to be more starving than ever to like watch us all again. Like whatever capacity live performance is, I don't care what it is. People are going to go see fucking music. Like I just think it's going to, we're going to have some weird, there's going to be some weird massaging time. Like it's going to be a lot more, we're just trying to figure this the fuck out again. Right. Because there's no repetition at all. And I think that happens in any live performance art when it, when you take a break or it makes you take the break. But also, this has been live performance. So like... Yeah. I mean, I've been... I will say this year... I'm going to edit it to just me talking to myself. <laughs> but that's just me. I don't me. blame you. Yeah, that's just me. Or your voice and my 
my body. Yeah, like, yeah. Don't look incredible. It'd be great if it was your voice with me talking the whole Guys, time. Guys, I finally changed my hair color. Yeah. Blonde whiskey. Blah. Yeah. No, but but yeah, no, I do. You're right though. I do like it's. I do think um, it's definitely going to affect our business. We, do you remember your sets? I do, but that's only because okay, I'm because obsessive. I really don't. You, you don't at all. No. Yeah, like, but I'm, I I know I have some of my like because I was pulled off my national tour. Yeah. Right when COVID started, so me, then same I same thing. You were too. Yeah. So I have my last show recorded. You're so right. I remember the tour when I listened to it, but like if I had to go do ten, I'm like, I don't remember. Well, so so I went or a tight fifteen. I'm like, I don't remember it. Yeah. See, for well, but I mean, like my repetition was for years for like, you know. 14 years was like every night, three shows a night. So like it's still ingrained in me. You're a sleeper agent. Yeah, I am. But I do, but I am annoyed with like, oh, I I have to start all over again a little bit. Yeah. In the idea of like the performance idea because it's the rhythm you have to get back into. It's it's not the jokes. It's more your performance. And it's so, that's going to take some time without a doubt. I From think like it's a business be perspective, the, the drag queens we always talk about, like in the last six months, we're always like, "What's going to happen?" We're predicting in gay world, at least in club life, it will be the Roaring Twenties. People will wear Halloween costumes to the club. I couldn't wigs, agree more. Glitter. I couldn't agree more. People will go get blackout drunk on a Monday. Yep. It will be lines in every bar every night. I couldn't agree more. But as far as like quality of content, I think it's going to be, it's going to be odd for all of us to step on stage not mention this because yeah. I think that nobody wants to hear about it at that point. I, I don't think anybody wants to hear about COVID shit anymore. The more I was like, originally in the, the beginning of this, I was like, how is this going to affect the way we live during it? And now that we see a light at the end of the tunnel with vaccinations and stuff, I'm like, what will the pickup be like for us comics who, I don't know, you do your, I don't know how you workshop things, but it's like, if I have 15, I'm going to do 10 minutes of stuff I know works and then five of new mm-hmm. with a, a cushion just yeah. in case. Right. It's like for those of us who haven't really working stand up is different than being on camera. Yeah. It's going out one night knowing like this is the night where it might not work at all because this mm-hmm. is brand brand new. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, but I mean like but you also know your your confidence of what you what you write and what you oh, work I'll be on. confident. No, no, no but I mean I like bomb. but you know you know it's you know there's something there that's good anyway. Yeah, I whether guess... or not it works, it's not. It's not whether or not it's good. It's whether or not it works. That's that's what I always believe. It's like you know it's good, you just have to make it work because it, you formulated it. So it came from this great nugget. You put effort into creating this thing. It's not. Oh, is this a good joke or is this? It's just. Oh, is this going to work? That's always been my thing. Is like I know if I'm ready to present it to somebody, it's good. I just don't know if it's going to work. Yeah, like I know the core of it is funny. Yeah. But through repetition and through trying it, you find out a lot of times, like I always talk about my first hour I worked on, I realized, oh, the punchlines, the pause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things you can't figure out until you're in front of real people. Yeah, you have to have it. Right. It's going to take It's gonna take time. But you're right, though. Honestly, I think that's going to be across the board, not just in any semblance of a certain community. People want, people want to fucking get back and like see shit and yeah. watch shit again. I do think you're right. It's going to be a little bit of time before it gets quality again. It's going to be a lot of dumpster diving, a lot of like people just want to go see a million shows. And I just think at some point it will level back out to like, okay, people want quality again instead of like, I'll go anywhere. I'll do anything. Cause I do think people will go when this is all said and done, whatever that means, people will do anything yeah. to get back out, to go see fucking I'm sure cruises, cruises are going to get... It's going to be a cruise with Creed. And by the way, 
Um, Trixie and I are opening for Creed on the Carnival Cruise. It's I going would. from San Juan. I would too. Are you kidding me? I think we're a similar age group. Yes. I'm 31. You're 37. Seven. Yeah. I mean, I and grew you said up with that like three times the, because you want to rub it in. By the way, I'm very young. Yeah. <laughs> like the the there's a certain amount, like certain types of joke music, and I'm like, that's not a joke to me. No. Blink 182 is not a joke. To no. Me. <laughs> Dude Ranch. <laughs> no. Dude Ranch. Take off your pants and jacket. It's not a joke. Not to a me. joke to me <laughs> to at all. Well, we're going to go on, to, we'll tour together, um, and hopefully we do get to do some shit together. This would be fun, because this could be the birthing of a beautiful friendship. I feel it. I feel I, God in this chilies tonight. I, <laughs> so do I. <laughs> you and I and this awesome Blossom are going to make it. We are. We are. Okay, look in the camera. Oh, I have to say a phrase or a word. Yeah, you know, but wait till I'm off camera. You take your time. I want you to do it on your accord, but I'm going to leave now. And let okay. you have your moment in the sun. Okay. Okay, go ahead when you're, when you're ready. Hi, it's me, Trixie Mattel. And um, tonight, Andrew Santino made me feel very comfortable. <laughs> in here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. You were that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers, oh hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers. 